horrors evolving. Long past are the days of guys in masks and creepy dream dudes. This is the 21st century, motherfuckers. These days, we tap into some deep-seated emotional fears, loosely based on sheer traumatic experiences. We're doing new fucking horror this time. Wow, you threw a curse word in there this time. I know, two of them. I decided to be sh- I think that for horror, we needed to go a bit edgy. Yeah, I was going to mention all the stuff you already said, and the fact that, oh, 80s movies before, oh, Serial killer or haunted house. Now your family is being traumatized and nothing you can stop it. <laughs> Deep-seated religious trauma. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we've really evolved as a genre. Um, we, yeah. We, uh, welcome, yeah, we everybody. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to 321 Binge. I am your host, Chris Ramirez, my co-host, Faison Dalal. What's up? And my other co-host, a guy who just can't seem to keep his head on straight, Tyler Zucker. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, that's a bad one, ain't it? I like it. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I'll give that to you. <laughs> yes. All right. That's approval. That's all I'm here for. Um, I do want this... to give a heads up. One of these movies I do love. And a he- a heads up, Tyler. A heads up. Yeah, you had to give a heads just up. Just say the movie, Tyler. Tyler, listen. No, just let, we're, no let's not get let's character. let's not get ahead I of ourselves here, it. guys. Let's not get ahead of and ourselves. He, what do you expect? You really? It's like you didn't even get my pun. <sighs> Yeah, shut I, up. I'm trying to ignore it. Jesus Christ, Tyler. Yeah, come on. I was trying to ignore that one too. That one wasn't that good. Anyways, <laughs> um, actually, we'll talk about it when we get anyway, to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, because like Chris mentioned in other episodes about him saying a spoiler before a movie he loves, Hereditary is a movie I love and go see it if you haven't before you actually, we actually talked about it. So, yeah. Uh, I will say, I feel like that fact about Hereditary has become pretty common. Like, that was the one thing I knew about the movie going in was the sequence. Um, yeah. I think it oh, definitely we'll would probably that. hit a lot harder if you don't know about it though. So yeah, go yeah. watch that one. Um, it's that's, a good movie. That's, that's a Tyler, that's a Tyler recommend, recommend. Um, however, that's not what we're starting with today. We are starting with the 2017 horror thriller directed, uh, debut, directorial debut by Jordan Peele. Get out. Um, Thanks for just doing the whole intro for me. Appreciate it. You're getting to and get out. Oh my god, I forgot that I'm not doing get out. Asshole. Oh, I'm asshole. such an asshole. I'm such an asshole. Anyway, since Chris already did half of it, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is a movie if white people weren't racist and instead were just envious of black people. I'm not going to agree with that. <laughs> you don't think so? We're, I do bro, not. The, the whole point of the movie is literally they just want them because they have better, like, yeah, that, that, that's that's but still that, racism. Okay, that's I guess it's no, 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 that's still racism, but I get what he's saying in the point that they. I, I don't mean like I mean literally racist, like looking down upon them. Okay, person, okay, just, exactly. Like, that's the the point. In that, is that person. the villains? Like, you know? I uh, yeah, they're horrible people, but the villains yeah. aren't straight up uh, burning crosses, not the KKK. They're not uh, neo Nazis. They're not yelling the N word, yeah. saying "Get out of our it's town." It's not Adolf Hitler. It's not. It's not traditional racism. Non traditional racism. It's neoliberal racism. Yeah, Which, saying it's not racist. Tyler, Tyler wrote the same thing in the notes, and I was I was adding my notes while on call with Tati, and she's like, "Excuse me, Tyler," <laughs> where okay, he no, said the villains I, weren't racist. I I understand. I, know, we, I, I get aren't straight it, up racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's just the phrasing a, on it. Yeah, it's a bad way to word it. I do realize that now. <laughs> it's it's fucking. I find it so funny because it's, it's actually probably a horrible way to word it. I, I find it so funny because it's the same way Tyler worded it in his thing, where he's like, "They're not straight up racist." The same way Pula said it. That's the I same mean, way Peele said it too. Again, I just yeah, find Jordan, it to be Jordan funny. Literally came out and was like, 
they're not straight up racist. Yeah. They're it's not a, redneck racist. They're not waving the flag around and burning crosses. That's yeah. exactly what he's saying. They're not traditionally racist, is is the is the phrasing I'd probably go for just to play it safe myself. Yeah. But I, I, I get I get I get what you're I get what you're I get you guys are both saying, hundred percent. Um yeah, no, you, yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> um so question for I guess both of you. How many times have you seen this one? Twice. Twice. Uh, this is my tw- second. Same. Second here as well. Um, I'm curious if you guys found yourselves enjoying it more this second runaround. I did. I don't know. I don't think well, so because I really enjoyed it the first time around. I watched it. Okay. Okay. Tyler. Well, here's my question for you guys. Did you see it in theaters the first time or no? No, I didn't. No. There's on. I, yeah, I didn't that's see why it I like it first. Yeah, I saw it in theaters the first time, so it's hard. It's hard to compare the everyone cheering and like having a joined freak out to something compared to watching but, it at home alone. But, that's fair. honestly the, the first time I watched it, I watched it home alone and I still really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it with family and I was uh, much more lukewarm with it. Uh, first time I watched it, I, I, I you know, it, it's very obvious what it's going for. Uh, I This movie, it, it has its share of subtlety, but it's also very intentionally blunt in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. um, because that's that's part of the point and also part it's taking for a lot of inspiration from uh, a lot of campy horrors type stuff like specifically if you've ever watched any twilight zone this the whole structure of this movie feels really familiar it's it's built like yeah. a twilight zone episode except for the ending you know well he I did that for yeah. us too so yeah he, I, I haven't seen us so i can't say but i also know he, he well, no, produced... us straight up the twilight zone uh reboot yeah oh okay yeah because i know yeah he produced the twilight zone reboot and starred in it as like the the, the narrator be honest, narrator. i didn't like us that much compared to get out at Neither least do I. I gotta get to yeah, it do I. I i still want to see it we're gonna do an episode down it's, the road it's not it. it's not like a, i'm not saying it's a bad movie i just i just didn't enjoy it as much that's fair because we have plans to yeah. do an episode down the road where we uh because every every movie we're going to talk about tonight is a directorial debut and uh, for the sequel episode to this, we're going to handle their second film and eventually the third film, because I think everyone's confirmed to be making a third one at this point. And they're all coming out next year. Yeah, they're all coming out very close to one another. So that works out perfectly. Um, I haven't gotten to see us yet. I still I, my I think my expectations are a lot lower, just given that I keep hearing it's not as good as Get Out. Um, and I think the first time I watched Get Out, I had just tight. it's not as tight as Get Out. It has uh, still like a lot of great moments, but it's but some parts you think about it and it kind of crumbles. That's yeah. fair. Very curious about that. As as for Get Out itself, I definitely enjoyed it more on this rock, this watch. I think, um, at least for me, the first time I watched it, I was really expecting a horror movie, and I would uh, see. I, like I watched yeah. it without having any expectations going into it. Ah, I see. Okay. Right. So when I watched it, it was like a massive, like kind of what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I I kind of. Um, I knew it was a horror, right? And I was getting all this buzz. I think I might have actually watched it after it won Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of knew I, I knew it was a horror movie. I knew like kind of the idea behind it, that it, it has something to do with racism, although I didn't know exactly what. Um, and it's I would not consider this to be a scary movie, per se. You could say oh, that fine. like it, you could it, say, yeah, at best, you could say like the concepts that are played with could be scary if you like apply it to a real world setting. But like as a, as a film, it's not very scary. There, there's it's no like like, ten, like it doesn't feel like there's like that same tension in the other two movies that we yeah. watched. And again, part I'm I've been so my main issue with this film, right? I have really just one problem with it, and it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, this film has actually a surprising amount of comedy in it. 
And the, the I think the twisted thing is that the comedy is really funny. Um, I always forget the actor's name. The guy who plays the best friend. I think, I think the character's uh, name is Chris. Way, little yeah. way how... I forgot his last name. Yeah. How something. He's fucking hilarious. He is so goddamn funny in this yeah. movie. Every line he gets is delivered with just pure comedy. It's it's so fucking good. And then on top of that, you have the fact that this is it's kind of built like a Twilight Zone episode where, you know, for a lot of like the first two acts of the movie almost, you know, you there's li- there's weird shit going on and it's very obvious that things are weird, but a lot of it is kept very calm yep. and normal. So the tension is never really that high. So you have tension that's not naturally very high undercut by surprisingly strong comedy that which, it kind of feels like it doesn't need to be there because of the yeah tensions. it's not like cutting any like serious yeah. tension i get so, that so it's weird because like i love the comedy i just almost want another movie of the comedy but then there are moments where like some of the comedic stuff does play into theme right um that I, i'll get to there and i'll get there in a bit but uh it's just such a strange experience because so much of the movies completely feels almost tensionless even like the weirder moments of like like when he walks up the stairs and everybody just goes quiet like it's but a creepy think, it's a creepy moment but not a tense moment i kind of think that if you think about it it is a little creepy because like they they like become quiet because they're probably talking about him yeah like discussing but, how he is as a person, like what good traits he has, so that yeah they could take him. Yeah, hundred percent. Did you think it was tense the first time when you saw it? When he was like, like you said, that scene where he's going upstairs and everyone's silent. And I mean, like the most tense movie part of the whole movie is when he goes to the sunken place and you see everything black. I didn't find it to be too tense my first time around either. I think second time I found it a lot more tense because that's stuff that I realized on the second watch. On, well, on yeah, the first watch, I don't think you know I realized going on. it. No, I, I think it was more tense the second time I was watching it. Because oh, the first okay. time I didn't I didn't really recognize that they became quiet for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So like the I, second time I watched it, like it kind of clicked in my head that like, oh, they were probably talking about him. Yeah. I guess I guess made for it a little more tense to me. Huh. I guess for me it was the same level of like la- not much tense either way around, like on both watches. Um, I think what does work a lot more for me, especially on the second watch, is a lot of the there's a, there's a lot of clever shit because like I think I even texted Tyler at first that like, you know, a lot of the dialogue feels oddly ham fisted. Right. And even some of the direction yeah, like there's a there's yeah, the scene because there's no he, he wants you to get the point. It's like, oh, yes, this is talking about uh, like race this is talking about race and just racism. He wants to get that point across really heavily. Yeah. Like there's a scene oh, where by the way, Chris. When you were saying that you'd rather see the movie just go like all comedy or all horror, that's uh, something that uh, Peel was pissed off about. And that's when he said for us, he said, yeah, I'm just making a straight up horror movie for us. Really? I'm pissed off that people were tied with the, oh, it's half and half. It's like, no, it's a horror movie. Fuck it. I'll do no I, comedy in the next one. I don't think it's even that big of an issue. Like, like it's not the, it's, the, it's the movie he chose to make. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it needed to be one way or another. It's just a kind of weird thing about it that undercuts the tension. But again, I, I'll, I'm going to reserve any it. judgment. I'll reserve no, any judgment I, about us. Well, until I, I, see it. I, I can see your point about yeah. Get Out. But um, like there's never really felt that tense. Yeah. Hmm. There's one sequence during the dinner party where... um. Daniel Kaluuya's character meets Lakeith Danfield's character. Also, ironically, they're back together after. Um, yeah, I feel like they're just in movies together. Yeah, Selma, Selma, and um, he's not in Selma. He's not in Selma. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, oh, th- I'm thinking um, Judas. Judas and Judas. the Black Messiah. Lakeith Danfield is in Selma. Uh, 
And also, I think he's at this point probably one of the people who's shown up in our stuff the most. I think he's he's, uh, he's, he's, get, he's getting up there. Sheen. Huh? Yeah, Martin <laughs> Sheen is, might still have the top one. And also possibly Alan Tudyk because he's, he's oh, yeah, also yeah. surprising. Think, oh, yeah, no. They, they, yeah, I Alan think Tudyk Sheen tied of him. I think this is our top No, three. I think we counted. I think we counted before on that Tudyk and uh, Sheen are either tied or Tudyk has one more because we counted him as the chicken in Mono. Oh, yeah, I think that's actually top what happened. Top three then. <laughs> yeah, top three yeah. now. But um, there's a scene where they meet where... Uh, uh, is it David or Daniel? God, I always forget that. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel goes in for the... Well, his, fi- okay, his name in the movie is Chris. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna remember that. Uh, Daniel goes really? Come for on. It's your name. <laughs> it's literally your name. Daniel goes for the fist bump, and then Lakeith Stansfield character goes for the handshake, and it's like the, the, the gear shift thing, you know. And it's it's very blunt to the point where I almost laughed because of how blunt it is. But I get it. I get what he's doing by having I it be so supposed blunt. to. Yeah, I think I think you are, and I mean, I get like I'm. I I guess. I get why he made it so blunt. And I think it even makes more sense looking at what this is so inspired by, which is like the pulp horror type shit of like the 50s, 60s, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I think he definitely makes the most of it because he does get to hide a lot of his subtlety more with the race stuff. So, for example, one thing I really I like that actually Tati brought to my attention is th- during the auction, um, they're sizing him up the whole time. Right. Yep. But they're doing it through microaggressions through like these little like it just seems like like they're just like overbearing white people. yeah it just seems like they're shitty white people but in reality they're like basically measuring him to figure out what like if they want to buy him or not you know what i mean so it's it's done that's that i think is just a really clever way to get it across just because like to him and to kind of most people watching it's just going to be this thing of like they're just overbearing white people but then in the reality of it like yeah they're just assholes (laughs) but the reality is like oh they're actually doing this as a method of sizing him up for the auction which i think is Mm -hmm. one of the the really clever moments of it um yeah and this movie also just has like it's it's i find it to be very rare for movies that are talking about race to focus on anything other than usually the right wing side of politics right it's it's usually very bad yeah, like it's very easy yeah, the, to be like the clan. Kind of where my and, intro came from. I think, yeah, exactly. Like right wing, like deeply racist. Yeah, they're the they're like the obvious choice, right? But people yeah. tend to forget that uh, left ain't no ain't no fucking great place either. Yeah, I mean, especially liberals are probably equally as racist, but they're a lot more subtle about it. Yeah, especially um, what most well, a large amount of liberals these days actually are, which is neoliberals, um, which is just conservatives with a smile um <laughs> basically and that's kind of what this movie's taking active jabs at these are all rich white people and even even in the best scenario if we take away the horror aspect of this movie and it really is just some guy going up to his girlfriend's white parents house right there's the all these rich people who keep just doing these microaggressions but then they also throw in these lines like oh i'd voted for obama if a third for a third time if i could i like and tiger woods tiger, I, tiger woods my favorite or <laughs> my it, grandpa so lost to jesse owens what a moment fuck that area and race i just thought of um like what if obama was one of those like uh transplants <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh man Jesus like, that's why he was like, I would have voted for Obama a third time. <laughs> that's actually kind of makes sense within the canon of the film. And that's actually quite scary. Um, but yeah, like even if you take away like the, the horror side of the film, it's still just like a great jab at like the rich white people 
who they they say they're allies, they say they're here to help and all that, but they're not going to do anything kind of to get them out of their comfort zone. Exactly. And they're, they're, they're still just, they're just, they're just, they're racist in their own subtle, quieter way instead of just outwardly, yeah. like, you know, in, throwing out racial slurs, right? Um, and I think that works fantastically I mean, here. And I think it's nice to have a movie like that. that'll do anything to like better themselves. And yeah. th- that that's kind of what you see in this movie, right? Where yeah. It's just like they want to better themselves by taking somebody else's body. Yeah. I mean, you quite, you only right. get the this rich guy, off of human misery. Yeah. The one guy, the blind guy, uh, I forgot his name in the movie, but the guy from Barry and like a dozen other movies. I didn't realize uh, that was him. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. It's him. I didn't. Realize. Uh, but yeah, no, he, when, um, when like it's revealed what's actually going on and Chris is strapped down and about to, and they're telling him the plan of, oh, we just want your body because it doesn't have anything to do with you're black. You just have, for his point, the blind guy is like, I just want to see. I don't care that you're black. I just want to see. Yeah, I want I want your eyes because I think that you have uh, a talent for the pictures that you've been taking. That's yeah, yeah pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, it's interesting. It's just I I I like that. I like the fact that it's it's taking a jab at uh, a group that deserves to get jabbed that hasn't gotten jabbed enough. You know what I mean? They've not been knocked down enough pegs, and uh, I'm glad that this movie does that. Um, mm. And I find it to be, this is, I guess, a little bit of a side, not really a tangent, but um, if you look at the reviews on Letterboxd, right, this movie currently is sitting at a 4.3. But if you look at the distribution of, of, of votes, the majority of them put it at a four. I also myself put it at a four. Before I had a three mm. and a half, raised it to a four. Um, I did the opposite. I had an, at a nine and dropped it down. So it, four and a half, right? It was a four and a half, and then I dropped it down to a four. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you look at the kind of distribution, there's a huge amount of fours, and then very few four and a halves in comparison, and then a massive spike of fives. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go through the reviews and see what's going on. And to me, what I find to be the, the funniest fucking thing is that uh, it seems to be predominantly, predominantly white women, actually, who are giving the movie <laughs> fives in the, in the reviews and leaving reviews for it. Predominantly, not entirely, but predominantly. Um, and I find that to be the absolute fucking funniest thing <laughs> to me. Like, there's such, a, there's such a very obvious irony for this movie. Yeah. And then it's just like, mm, yes, you're right. Mm. Allyship, five star. And it's like, God, that's it's like, so the fucking... demographic that this movie is hitting. It's like, I can't tell if it's because they're so shocked that it's like jabbing at them. And it's like this kind of mind. Because like, truly, uh, no person of color is is shocked that the nice white people are also racist assholes not remotely the only person who would be shocked by that is is white people so i don't know if like that is what kind of gives them the makes them give it higher because for them it's a larger shocking moment because i saw so many people talking about how much like the twists of the movie and like the movie has one twist and it's very obvious um are we ever really yeah the keys (laughs) the keys is the only thing that's like a twist and it's super obvious so like i saw people like going crazy about how the twists and the turns and i'm like it's really not which means that I mean, either because that, that twist takes so it's like when she's first looking for it, she's like, OK, maybe she like legitimately can't find it. But then it I, man, goes on for so long. And it's like, even oh, she's even before it. that, like, you know, the moment the family's acting up that she's just saying like she's not the one nice white person in the family who didn't enter this fucking thing. Like, it's obvious. So like to and then be you find sh- the pictures before that anyway. Yeah. So to be shocked by that, I think, implies a certain level of like ignorance to yourself, which I, mean, I think, I think could happened to that. Uh... This was like a little subtle, but even before, maybe it was before, I don't remember, but uh, when they get pulled over by the cops mm-hmm. and then uh, the cops asking for the ID and uh, the girlfriend's just like, no, because it's like, oh, what are you being racist here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty but much. But in actuality, it was 
really just, yeah, we don't want you to ID him. So when he goes missing, like you're not going to find out. Yeah, you're not involved in it at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's also some other really good subtle stuff with the girlfriend because she's also constantly like um, mitigating his concerns throughout the whole movie. But she also does it through humor. Like any time that he like when he's worried about like, oh, that the gardener guy. I don't know if he likes you or something, but there's something weird about him. She's like, oh, so, so you think I have a chance? Like she <laughs> mitigates she mitigates his worries by making a joke about it, which is the most liberal fucking thing I can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's just, again, absolutely perfect. Meanwhile, just, he was just yeah. pissed off. He lost to Jesse Owens. <laughs> Never <laughs> so got over kept it. running. Never got over it. <laughs> um, and I just kept running. Um, just the really racist yeah, yeah, Forrest was- Gump. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I just find that fucking correlation in the reviews on Letterboxd to be the fun. I was fucking cracking so up when I, I saw I, that. I, oh I my god! Even look at it, but now that he mentioned it, I'm not surprised. You're gonna go it, through it. <laughs> it, it. No, honestly, reading them is so funny because I'm, I'm, pro- I'm gonna definitely gonna go through it after this. <laughs> like, I, I was I was talking to Tati about it. And I'm like, it's either feels like like it felt at first. I was like, it feels like this must be people's first fucking film ever because there's like they're just going crazy about the twists and, and like, I just that was just that was blowing my mind. I don't know Can what the fuck's going on. Can you imagine if these same people watch Hush? I if they watch Hush and these are the same people who is it about what that if movie. it is though they, what they if it's the been, same they definitely were I think there they might be a bit of overlap <laughs> I might that these were the first horror movies ever and they just decided to watch these two back to back and then Double. one is actually and then one's terrible one's pretty one's, good one's good yeah um I find that fucking funny uh Tyler I see you have here some stuff about the Oscars now I I always leave that 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 high quality stuff to you yeah, it won. I think it's the first uh, horror movie to be win best uh, screenplay. Is it the first horror movie ever to do that? Well, no, the first horror movie to win best picture was Silence of the Lambs because they consider that a horror movie. But oh, I want to see hmm. if I want to see if that one won best best uh, screenplay. I might have won best adapted, and then Pio was the first to win best original. Okay, that but makes anyway, sense. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got four nominations: P.O. for director, best picture, uh, Daniel Kaluuya for actor, and the screenplay, which I still think th- three billboards should have won, but I'm not that pissed at this one. So that's fair. I mean, I, I, so I was looking at that year's kind of like Oscar lineup. I am of the slightly hot take of that. Uh, I fucking love The Shape of Water. Like, I really love that movie. So I'm pretty okay that it kind of swept. I think it took like what four wins that year. Uh, in total? I got a, like production design. I got director. Best picture. Got best picture. Yeah. And I think it got score. I, I think it got score because I was pissed that it beat uh, uh, Johnny Greenwood for Phantom Thread. I was pissed yeah. at that one. I didn't see Phantom Thread, so I can't say for that. But as someone who fucking loved Shape of Water, because I'm a big uh, Del Toro fan, apparently, I didn't I didn't know this before I started this podcast. <laughs> but every fucking time, it turns out that I just absolutely love Del Toro's shit. Um, like I'm I'm like glad it won, but there's also another irony of this movie getting so much Oscar buzz to basically get swept away, except for one win. <laughs> Again, I just find that another like it's like this, you know, the but Council I mean, I of the White. This movie, I don't I don't think this movie should have won like okay got no i agree i agree I nominated, but don't get me wrong yeah. i i agree with you i don't think it should have won even if for someone who doesn't like shape of water i think there are other movies that probably could beat this on a technical prowess alone i know three billboards is supposed to be fucking amazing and a hell or high yeah, water I mean, was that year too right yeah i'm looking at the, what my pick for this one yeah uh hell or high water is good so that and again oh, no, hell or high water wasn't nominated for best picture but i would have went with phantom thread i haven't seen phantom thread but there's clearly a stacked year I just find that to be another 
kind of fun irony of this kind of like the the Oscar uh like organization or whatever the fuck they are kind of like picking okay here's the here's the here's the black movie and it's not really gonna win but we're gonna put it here anyway <laughs> it's just that fucking irony that always happens here and the same way that they kind of like I feel like at least to me a lot of the uh marketing around the Oscar was there's a lot of buzz around this movie in the Oscar even if it wasn't going to win there was a lot of buzz and there was a lot of talk about it right but I think that this was just such a popular movie because it touched on something that's never been touched on I don't know it feels like that this is always the thing that happens though like because it's Ma Rainey yes you're right yes you're uh, well obviously involving Chad and yeah I know but like obviously involving Chadwick and everything like that as well but it always does feel like they will always try and throw like a diversity pick to show that they are so you know in with it you know what i mean i guess it always I, feels I, like they're it the always feels like they're, they're throwing probably, a bone i feel like I, it's, it's shitty because of that movie i don't i don't blame them for going for like the best picture and all that yeah i mean don't get yes, me wrong it's a good movie it is a good movie and i can see it like it deserved to be nominated and all that the thing is i don't like how this is like the first movie horror movie in years to get nominated for best picture since fucking silence all lambs i'm pretty sure there's no other horror movie to be nominated since then mm-hmm. and then two years later when hereditary comes out which <laughs> was praised beyond everywhere it doesn't get anything yeah i mean the oscars as a whole are fucking antiquated and kind of pointless um i feel that's just me i fucking hate them uh i just i don't know it always just feels like this is another kind of like it between that and the reviews it just feel like a lot of the stuff that peel is highlighting in this film in terms of like that fo- like fake wokeness and that fox it like, kind of hits at the end it kind of just ends Even, up hitting him it hits yeah. literally in real life as he's getting his award like yeah. i just see that yeah. i see the irony of it and i think it's i think i think if anything that shows that this film is made with a lot of intent and very well made with that because it literally it hits ref- a wider yeah. audience yeah it hits a wider audience um it's made like, with I get that. And I get, everything. Again, I get why this would go up compared to Hereditary because everyone can talk and see Get Out. Yeah. Hereditary, you, you gotta... That's yeah. not for everybody. This also came out in 2017, which was probably the optimal time to release a film like this. And we've seen more and more films tackling like race um, as subject matter ever since, honestly. So I mean, right after the 2016 election, there's no way you're going to find a... You're not going to find a more good time to drop this movie uh, honestly <laughs> it is, there's, there's not a more optimal moment unless you're like in the 19th speaking, yeah. Yeah. speaking of good time i did think robert patson deserved to be nominated over cleo uh i don't think i agree with that i think clue i think everyone gives a pretty solid performance here especially the people who are intentionally acting campy like uh the father you know, I feel uh, like it's it's hard to sell. Oh, wait a minute. With no, no, mind. That's not no, mind. That's not the worst pick this year. No, mind. OK, interest. What's the worst pick? What was Tyler? You De- can't just say that. Denzel, Wa- Denzel, huh? Denzel Washington for Roman J. Esquire, the movie that literally nobody has seen. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, No, I haven't seen another. Uh, they either- just nominated it because it was Denzel. He's, he's very All good. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, like, I think this movie's pretty great performances. I mean, it's very hard to sell camp in a genuine way. And I think the dad does that really well. Um, for some reason, every time Bradley I see, Whitford, yeah, yeah, every time I see the mother's character, my brain immediately replaces her with um, the the woman who played Agatha in Wandavision. Um, I don't, no, it's not her. It's not her, but my brain retroactively replaces her why, with though. with every single. I cannot think about the movie and not just Photoshop her face in there. Um, I think that like he's actually great for the little time that he has here. He's 
Just, oh, yeah. He's just really good in every fucking thing he's ever done. He is. And honestly, when he was talking as, uh, as like when he was like possessed, with, like his brain was replaced with the other guy, I just expected Patton Oswald's voice, man. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just really saw, I was really 100% what I expected. Um, and I also think, yeah, uh, Daniel Kalua, I think he does fucking fantastic in this. I think, especially mm. the, um, the moments when he's in the sunken place and he's supposed to have this very expressionless, not expressionless, this, 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 uh, it's like, he, it's like he's, his, you know, he's, he's not conscious. So his body's just frozen. Yeah. yeah. I think that's actually a really hard thing to pull off in a horror film. And it reminds me of the shot in Hereditary where the woman With is, the mother, yeah. Yeah. Cause her, yeah. Cause she's screaming cause like her, her husband's on fire. And she's just like almost her yeah. face is like frozen in fear. Reminds me of that. And it's like a real big, it's a it's a really it's a money shot, you know? So I think it's a good one. Yep. yep. As for the overall like direction, not direction, the cinematography of this movie, right? It feels unfortunate that I watched this last well, I watched it last. Yeah, I watched it after The Witch and Hereditary. Yeah. Two gorgeous fucking films. And this movie is okay looking. It's not it's not the prettiest movie in the world. It's also it, not the ugliest movie. It's because you're comparing it to two movies that were amazing. Yeah. Like, like in it, cinematography, yeah. at least. Yeah. Like it has some nice shots up there, you know, especially when he's like um, tied to the chair and everything in the third and, act actually really well shot. Place, yeah. Yeah. Sunken place. Um, it's just I the problem. Though, is, uh, even, I would say that even though we both all said that the movie's not exactly that scary, the idea of the sunken place is. I mean, yes, yeah, the equivalent of like sleep yeah. paralysis, but way worse. Yeah, and honestly, sleep paralysis, horrible feeling. The worst shit, man. I hate, I hate it. It's the it's like the worst feeling I've ever. Because like you just life. you're just forced to like tweet like twitch your fingers or toes to try and get something, and it's just you're, like oh you're god, just, like, trying so hard to move. Yeah, and there's just something chilling at the like end of your bed or something. Not a good time. <laughs> yeah, I've I started drinking chilling. so much more water after someone told me that it's tied to dehydration. I've just nonstop, not, and, uh, but also a lot of times if you're just like really stressed out or something, or like I, I was tired, told, it I was told it doesn't have to do with stretch and purely has to do with the amount of water. Are you water sure? Because I drink That's, a fuck ton of water. I had a, I had a doctor, I had a doctor times. tell me that. I had a doctor tell okay. me that, and ever since I started just drinking water nonstop throughout the day to avoid sleep paralysis, I haven't had it again. So I'm, I'm currently just leaning on. That. I, I, I'm taking this man's word <laughs> because otherwise, otherwise, I'm just doing this for nothing. And if I think about that, I am going to get sleep paralysis. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think the, the sunken, movie looks okay. Yeah, movie looks okay. Sunken Place is a really good idea, and visually, it reminds me a lot of Under the Skin. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like the visual that Under the Skin had. And Under the Skin is a movie that's. Uh, there's actually been quite a few movies that we've talked about that have like risen kind of a bit for me because by nature of the show, I'm usually watching these under movies. The skin for you? Well, yeah, because well, here, here's the thing. By nature of the show, we are watching these things and recording pretty quickly after so these movies don't always get the chance to sit with me as much as i'd like them to to really formulate what i'd consider to be a proper opinion on them yeah so under the skin hasn't changed drastically it's not like i suddenly like love this movie but it's 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 definitely a lot better than i, I think i like it more than i gave it credit for where i was just bashing it fucking ab- yeah, abusively fucking the entire thing yeah yeah you hated like it. a one or like a one and a half on letter i think i gave it a one and a half i've risen it i think to either a two and a half or a three so yeah, but I think I have it at three. Yeah. So I, I've definitely I mean, even a movie like La La Land, which I did like, has risen significantly, in my opinion, personally, um, where even though it has problems, still there's just so much of it I fucking like. Uh, so, I mean, but we're, I, I plan on actually talking about that actually in a, a much further episode from now, but we'll get there when we get there. Either way, I like that visual image. I think it's strong. Um, I mean, anything filmed against black background like that um, with that kind of like. Sound design, yeah, yeah very good sound design throughout the whole film really it's done really well right um yeah 
the yeah. ending uh, i do like the ending a lot yeah i think the ending's pretty actually really good i think um yeah isn't I mean, there supposed to be multiple it, ones yeah i'll get to that uh yeah so the actual ending uh, is after well it's basically the ending starts with chris picking uh, the car in from the chair he's in and stuffing it in his ear so he doesn't get hypnotized again yeah. which is a, just a clever nod yeah. yeah and then he murders everybody in the house People sometimes some people don't like that. Some people don't like that it turns into a let's murder everybody ending. I, I think that's fantastic. I, I think it's a great way. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it's the great way to do it. I also think I love that the deaths there there are some some pretty good irony in them. You know, the guy who's like mm. who has I hate I hate bucks, I hate deer. Every time I see a deer die, I'm glad, gets stabbed with like deer horns. Yep. The sports guy yep. gets bashed over the head with the ball before getting like choked out. We're not choked out, but like beaten up in a proper fight by uh with Dan Daniel's character. The therapist dies in her office, you know. I do. It's it's kind of funny that one moment where uh, the hypnotist and Chris both look at each other and then they both see the glass and like, oh, shit, wait, <laughs> just both run to it. <laughs> I, I honestly find it so funny when um, or not funny, but like there's this, the first scene that he gets knocked out and taken to the basement. Uh, the the, 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 the wife him? is there. Yeah. She, she like he's about to attack the sun and then she like clicks the spoon. Hmm. I'm always like, damn, you know, you always got to go for the caster first. Always go for the spell caster first, and then you can deal of with course. the other guys. Like, you got to go for that back line, 100%. Um, yeah. So I just find that to be just, I don't know, I chuckle at it for some fucking reason. Um, but yeah, I like I like his his rampage at the end. But yeah, continue explaining, please. Yeah, yeah he goes through rampage because he does it so nobody else can go through it, basically. So he does all that, uh, kills everybody, and his girlfriend eventually catches, uh, catches up with him, and and they both die, the police. And as he's ch- choking her out, because she got shot by the granddad after he flashed a camera on his face, uh, she, Chris what is choking is, what her, a out, her out. Yeah. <laughs> the camera yeah, flash, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all that happens. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, choking him out, and a siren goes off, and you see lights. And when I was watching in the theater, everyone had the same reaction of, oh, shit. It's a police. We all know that he's going to get arrested and just go to jail. Yeah. Because yeah. what else would happen? But then it turns out it's Ron, the TSA agent, who has the best fucking line of just on the motherfucking TSA <laughs> or whatever the actual line was. He's so goddamn funny in this movie. He's yeah. way better uh, than Ray Howley. Ray Howley was his name. Okay. Way better than he was in Bird Box. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I do want to say because yeah. this is something. We, I, well, I'm, uh, one thing we talked about last week with absurdism is uh, the best movies at least for me like um sorry to bother you it it uses absurdism to highlight real 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 issues right it's highlight her absurdism to highlight reality um and that's kind of what the situation does because this situation from like a zoomed out perspective is pretty fucking absurd he's he he's been he's they're trying to take his brain and put a white person in it so that they'll take over his body so that this art director can see art again Right. Yeah, I, pretty fucking wacky. After seeing this movie a second time, it made me think: How the hell does he explain this in a way that doesn't make it seem insane? Uh, he says he died, and that this guy was the sole inheritor of his will. That that everybody that in the house blind... died. Well, I'm sorry. What do you? Well, who, as who explains what? I'm sorry, I got lost here. I think. How does Chris explain it? How does Chris and the TSA agent explain what the hell happened in that house? They don't. Insane? They don't fucking explain it. They just, they just oh, drive away. It's drive away. Under the rug. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened. It's just white people. Everybody died. Yeah. Not not his fucking problem. Nope. Not. They don't even touch on it. That's he that's was what never I, there. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I think here that like the high the absurdism highlighting reality 
I think like that moment peaks with the cop scene because like he's choking her. He's in the right 100% with everything that's happened, right? And yet the moment he saw, he hears sirens, he knows just put his hands up because no matter what the fuck they see after this, they are going to shoot him. Yeah, they see and, a black yeah. man choking a white woman. Yeah, nothing more dangerous. Nothing yeah. more dangerous than white woman's tears. Um, so he that's the moment that like kind of comes that like the highlight is most obvious, right? And I think it's it's throughout the whole movie. Like we're, you know we said microaggressions used as this way of like measuring people, right? Um, to be sold is like it it does that really well it uses the the more out there campy concepts of like fucking Mm. brain swapping in order to highlight real issues and it it does it very well and it makes me really appreciate even though it doesn't have tension and it has a different tone it makes me appreciate how well it knows what it's inspired by and how it kind of elevates that a lot so I think that's really made I think that's probably the thing that made me enjoy it more as a whole than the first time I watched it Yeah. yeah that's fair I do want to say uh, the short strangling scene. I just immediately thought about end of Evangelion. Um, that's yeah. that does. There's no meaning to that. And it wasn't intentional, but it's the first thing that I was able to think of. And I, I'm, I didn't I, even think about it, but I could see where you got the connection from. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then there's alternate endings. Tell us about that, Tyler, please. Uh, you can, there's, I think only one was filmed and it's, he actually does get arrested. Really? Uh, yeah, he actually gets arrested. You see him in prison, and uh, Ron is there saying, uh, "I fucking told you we should have went with that white bitch." <laughs> and he and he's basically saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna like get you out." And then Chris is saying like, uh, "No, don't worry about it. They're all gone. It can't happen again." And then they're just like going back and forth between like, "But you were in the guy," and he's like, "I can't do anything. I'm still stuck here." Yeah. And then um, another ending. Another ending. ending. I prefer. Ending more, I prefer. I prefer this one. I think that's yeah. why he switched it. He said that the test after, like, he was doing that. He was gonna do that ending, but then uh, during filming, it was uh, during the time when um, multiple cop shootings happened, and he's like, "Oh, okay, we kind of need a win. We can't just yeah. end yeah. on a down note like that." But yeah. the other ending was um, he doesn't get arrested. He doesn't go on a murder rampage. Ron gets to the house. And calls out for Chris, and then Chris comes out talking like Lakeith did mm. to say Ooh. that they already did the whole thing. That's, I guess, the most tr- twisted one. I still, I think, between the three, prefer what we got, but uh, mm-hmm. I think those are fun, fun options. I do want to say yeah. one thing because uh, J- Jordan Peele's wife is white, so I really yeah, just wonder how. Fucking, <laughs> I wonder uh, how his fucking in-laws felt watching this. One. Chelsea Party, <laughs> Chelsea Party, Amy from oh, not Amy, sorry, Gina from Brooklyn from Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. Oh my fucking god, I knew she looked familiar. Most stereotypical white girl of all time in that Holy movie shit. in that show that's fu- i didn't realize that was her i didn't realize I that didn't see it. god fucking damn it yeah she's like in the show she's like you know extremely narcissistic yeah. like firm yeah. believer of like astrology and shit like <laughs> it doesn't really get any whiter than that that's that makes it even better that it's her and yeah. I, again i just fucking wonder how his in-laws felt you know watching get out and being <laughs> Being, I, I, just is this what you thought time. of us i'm <laughs> he's just getting these awkward looks in the in the screening and just like, a bit scared you know he, he's he's hey, he no a couple quotes I, said I like tiger <laughs> i really would have voted for obama like a third time <laughs> he's the greatest uh i think it would i i just want to know what the fuck dinner was like after that man what was the next thanksgiving like must have been yeah. fucking awkward <laughs> Um, a couple uh, couple extra little things to pick up here. Just little things that didn't fit into the conversation before. I like there's a scene early in the movie where he's like, oh, the father, right? He's like, oh, I got these statues from Bali, right? 
just a nice little kind of like moment of uh to, to, he's describing it as like this thing that makes him very kind of like world traveled you know what i mean but it's also yeah. just like he's kind of technically just taking these cultural artifacts from another country and just as a white person kind of just appropriate it to his home uh you just know, a little I little I moment about that even though i just oh, thought I mean, it like it just yeah. seems like a normal thing a white person would do it seems like a he normal fucking thing doesn't it yeah, he says a line about uh traveling the world and experiencing other people's cultures. Yeah, obviously he doesn't take the fact that you're but, taking shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I didn't. I never thought of it in that like lens. There's there's a certain amount of I guess privilege associated to certain things that are said. Like again, certain things are, are can be ignored as either like just things white people do. Um, and and again, highlighting that against the absurdity works really well. Um, another thing, and this is one that that me and Tati talked about. Well, I guess I guess two things, and they'll tie into one another. During the um, the, the the auction scene, there's an Asian dude there. There's a one non-white person at the auction seeing if he's gonna buy uh, Chris's well, body. There's well, Mr. Tachiyomi. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying he's at the auction, right? That's and and that's it's, it's, I'm not saying, yeah, he's introduced and everything, but I'm saying that he's there and he's there for a reason because. It, it's not just white people. It's just it's also whoever fucking has the the money to profit off of human yep. to benefit off of human misery. You know, uh, issues of race are closely intersected with issues of class. I've said this a fucking thousand times, and that's just a little little nod to that, right? And then also a bit of like everybody's kind of racist. Yeah, no yeah, where you're yeah. From. Everybody's kind of racist as well. A hundred percent. It's not just the white people. It's also just pretty much fucking everybody else as well. <laughs> Um, and then the other scene I want to talk about is one that Tatiana brought up to me that this movie also actually does uh, criticize. It doesn't just criticize like white people. It also, she says, criticizes uh, the black community a little bit, specifically in the scene where um, the TSA agent goes to the police to talk about how he feels like his friend's gone missing. Right. And it's pretty much just treated as a huge joke where the police, even though this this particular structure is like, it, you know, it's, it's a black woman and then there's like another black man. I think it's They're Latino all. or maybe maybe Afro Latino. It's a little bit vague. I could I, I think that guy's a little bit Cuban. I could see it. Um, but, you know, it's this group of people and like they all just fucking laugh it off. Right. And they don't take it seriously. And they the, um, the story was ridiculous. Yeah, sure. But I think that again, again, highlighting absurdity with reality, because like there are a lot of people in the black community who just disappear very constantly. And not a lot of people who aren't black. Nobody kind of bats an eye and no one really helps that. And a lot of apparently, according to Tatiana, because I'm quoting her, um, (laughs) a lot of people won't take this type of stuff seriously until things get too late. And there's this 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 tendency to ignore these issues before they while they're still possible something to do about it you know and before they become these massive problems so she felt that you know it's also a criticism um of that especially in structures like the police who uh are pretty much fucking never ever effective yeah um, i mean that's in that scene because when he points out that yeah look he's character it's like yeah this guy's missing it's like it's not missing you have a picture of him it's like, no because we fucking found him yeah and she just still ignores the fact that he's been missing for a certain amount of time and he found and they wound up like this Exactly. Yeah, 100% the point of the scene. I think the, the way she phrased it is um, we aid in our own trauma is, is the way she phrased that, uh, her thoughts on that scene. And I think it's pretty interesting, you know, just the idea that uh, he's he's appeal is kind of just taking jabs at everybody who doesn't normally get a jab taken at them in an argument, in a discussion of race. Right. Uh, I think I think actually one of the last things I want to talk about is just how the daughter is the most racist uh, by by fucking far. 
Yeah, but it never seems oh, like yeah. it. Yeah, it never seems like because like everyone else in the family is like so like the dad and the mom are are kind of like you know it's for the money type of thing. You know, they're more like venture capitalist racist than they are uh, slur racist. And then the yep. son is like envy racist. He's like you know white boy who probably got <laughs> beaten. He's just like he's just, he's envy racist. He's like oh man, yeah. with your genes, you could be the greatest fighter ever and all this shit, yeah. right? He and then the but, fight or something yeah he lost the fight he got bullied <laughs> yeah. but then the daughter is by far the fucking worst because she does have like a genuine superiority complex and even when he's like strangling her she's smiling because it's kind of like justifying her own beliefs yep and she keeps pictures of every guy she's brought back to the house to be murdered um kind of like having <laughs> trophies, woman. like fucking or great. woman or woman yeah like having trophies like head trophies of animals heads basically on your walls like that's the image that brought up to me so yeah. just want to bring up the white woman's the worst. Um, hands down. You, hands down. If you want to, you want to argue that. Bring worst. it up to Peel. It's not on me. But um, yeah, overall, I think it's a pretty good movie. I really like. Yeah, it, it is. Any other points you guys want to bring up on this one before we start pivoting over? Uh, I think it got everything. I think we did. Surprisingly yeah. dense. Uh, I feel movie. Yeah, but very I dense movie. I, that's for sure. I think all, all three of them are. I think there is something to be said about a movie that can feel very dense and yet also be very accessible and yep. just yeah. very easy to watch by a wide audience. There's something very important, I think, in creating something like like that. That it can be dense, it can say a message, and also like literally every motherfucker is gonna watch it. And there's there's no problem with that. And it's um, not mm. that long of a movie. It's not that long of a movie. It's no, it's an, it's a very casual, easy thing to watch, which I think a movie like this, I think it's good that it was. I think that really actually yeah. benefits well, like, it in a way hour 40 maybe like an hour 35 yeah, it is. yeah um but on that note we'll be right back after these breaks if you have the time don't forget to check out the bite size review podcast there i review tv shows and movies so that you don't have to your time is precious and you don't have time to waste it so each week i'll review a tv show or a movie and give you a bite size review see you there Um, so it's a phase on listen so i i stole half of your opening i think it's only fear fair that you steal half of mine um no i don't want half of yours <laughs> you should do the whole thing yourself that you just said that because you didn't open up wikipedia yet so you're, you're hoping i would stall long enough for you to look it up and that's you know what you're right now right now you're welcome by the way in 1630 New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when a youngest son, Samuel, suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter, who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings, Mercy and Jonas, suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. It's a bit of a weird summary, honestly. Like, it does technically cover it, but it doesn't feel it, right. It, it actually like covers no, everything. I feel like. yeah, it, it does, but it doesn't doesn't feel right doesn't. to me. <laughs> it, it doesn't cover like the paranormal part of this movie. Yeah, well, no. 2015 film, first directorial the directorial debut by Robert Eggers. Um, it's good. It's a good movie. I like this one. I I I like this one more than at least one person here, and also more than Tati like this one. So I didn't hate it. Why did she That's hate it? Uh, I this movie always had an uphill battle for her. She's not a fan of pretty much any movie with like heavily religious imagery. It just pretty much like turns her brain off a hundred percent to it. Okay, um, so that was one check. That was like all, all off yeah, the that, bat. That, that was had, good. That was a big reason for me. 
as someone who was raised religious movies that t- well, yeah raised religious movies that touch on religion and are usually criticizing it honestly probably get a, a pretty good bone thrown towards them you know it was weird though but this was probably stuff that you could kind of relate with oh 100 fucking percent i mean in, in a twisted I way couldn't. ain't it <laughs> yeah uh that's I, was raised I mean religious, i like it was a totally different religion <laughs> yeah it's Fair. I mean, I like religious shit in movies when it's done like this, when it just has the imagery and the symbolism. Of it. Well, it has a, it actually has quite a lot going for it as far as playing with the idea of religion. Well, I mean, goes. Y- well, I mean, yes, obviously, the whole point of the movie is that they one of the several. There's actually town. there's actually a couple of points. Yeah, but I mean, like they re- they left the ritual town because the father did not agree with the way that they were reading the the Bible, basically. So he's like, "Fuck you guys." I'm going to get my own shit with Blackjack and Hook. Hap- happens you every... guys are not involved. So many goddamn times throughout history. Some guys like, yeah, I disagree with you. I'm going to go start a religion every fucking time. Ugh, Martin Luther did it. The Calvinist also, did it every time. I'm going to be honest. This is a movie I kind of wish I watched with subtitles on. Yeah, that's fair. I, I thought about that, too. I thought about that. But then uh, the versions you guys got couldn't get subtitles, though. Yeah. yeah, but just like watching through it, it was just like a lot of it. Sometimes it was like, w- what did he even say? The I... first time I saw it, I got that. And then like I watched this. This is the third time I've seen this movie. It's like the more you watch it, it's more that's easier to yeah, understand. I think I've seen this once with you, Tyler. I I think we tried. Yeah, we tried watching this movie yeah. once, but it just wasn't the vibe for the group that we had. And then 10 minutes in, I realized like, oh, this uh, this, this shot was not is, the uh, horror like, movie we minute. needed. <laughs> This is a one-minute long shot, and it's just creepy vocalizing in the background. Let's not do this. How Ancient about- Lamentation oh, music, yeah. Tyler? Ancient uh-huh. There we go. Um, yeah, we did end up just watching It Follows that night instead. I do remember that. Uh, I am glad I finally got fucking back to it. Um, for me, though, I think that there are there are two main points I think this movie makes, right? And I definitely, I think one of them is probably highlighted by the fact that, yeah, I was raised Catholic for like 16, 17 years. Pretty good, pretty good amount whole, of time. Almost your, your whole life. Basically, my whole fucking... Yeah, yeah, I I got pictures with my arm over the bishop. You know what I mean? Like I I was raised oh, I was God, raised deep. No, it it was it was so oh, fucking God. funny because I was I was not supposed to do that for that picture, but for some reason <laughs> I just swung my arm over this archbishop and I just like <laughs> it looked like this the picture from Mulan where the guy's like shaking hands with the the emperor, giving a big smile. It's fuck. It's it was a weird fucking childhood when you really think about it for more than a few seconds. But yeah. um, the two points I think this movie makes the most to me is uh, the first one is the idea of uh, puritanical religions, right? So especially at this time, uh, mainline Catholicism was deeply puritanical. You need to be begging for forgiveness for shit you didn't even do, for shit your fucking ancestors did. You need to be sorry all the goddamn time because the devil's out there. He's always out there. He's waiting. He's watching. He's going to get you. He's going to get your kids. He's going to get your babies. He's going to get your baby's kids. He's going to get fucking everybody. Um, And pretty much the idea at that to me is that if you're constantly looking for the devil, you're going to find him. If you're if you're looking for every little fucking thing to be the devil ruining your life or taking advantage of you, you're going to you're going to fucking find it. This is what you, what are you fucking doing? You're literally looking for it. Right. Um, That's one way to look because you know how the subtitle of the movie is uh, New England folktale. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to look at the movie is that everything that happens. Uh, the One theory for the movie is that like, oh, it's called a folktale because uh, the people from the town found everybody in the aftermath. They have no idea what's going on. So like, oh, fucking it is the devil. Uh-huh. And that, this is the story that they're telling. That is a fun one. I actually do like that because I, I, I've seen a couple theories thrown around about this movie. Some that I, ca- I don't care for whatsoever. I like that one a lot. 
probably just because it justifies my point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd like the, the idea that like Puritan beliefs are inherently flawed because you're always just going to be looking for the thing that you're trying to avoid the entire time and you're just going to fuck yourself over no matter how bad you try with that type of shit. I like mm. that because I, I think that's a really good play on that idea. Um, and then the other thing I think this movie does very well is be a girl boss movie. Yay, feminism. <laughs> that, came, that came out oh way more God. lethargic than I meant wow. it to. That came no, no, no. That really was meant sexist. to be. That was meant to be. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually was trying, so go, I was trying so to go. I was trying to go. I know. I didn't. That came out oh, really. Literally like, oh, God, another feminist movie. No, 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 no. Hey, I was a mistake. Okay, first of all, let me let me clarify. I was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> let me cl- straight up. I was a mistake. Let me clarify a few things. I say uh, this is a girl boss movie in a very sarcastic way. Because this is a girl boss movie in the same way that uh, Midsummer ten- is considered to be, or even that um, uh, Promising Young Woman could be considered to be, where it's not really the point. <laughs> and if if no, you're being, no, if, that, if, yeah, that's, that's the point that people like latch on to. Yeah, if if, you, if your take of this movie is like girl boss film, good you for missed, her. It's like no, shut you're, up. like you're not in, t- in this one particularly. You're not entirely wrong for this one. I feel, but you are but still missing some- part. Yeah, I'll get to that, but um, you are still missing several I, points. I, 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 I think I know what you're gonna say. I, you, I you probably know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah, this one is less so guilty of it than a movie like Midsummer. I haven't seen it. I know how it ends though, so I, you know, I, and Tyler, you've seen it. Can you, can you tell me? Can you justify it's that? Not I'm, a good for her ending. It's not a good for her ending. I've not seen Gone Girl, but I've heard that one gets lumped in there as well. It's also think, not a good for her ending. I think I'm hearing that Corella is getting thrown in there too. I haven't seen it yet. But well, um, that's just female Joker. That literally is just based off. <laughs> just, that's the whole point of that movie. And it's got a higher Metacritic or not Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes score for both critics and audiences than actual Joker. I am so happy that this is the timeline I get to live in where fucking Todd Phillips loses to a woman whose mother was killed by Dalmatians. Um, what a great world. But um, yeah, OK, so the reason I say it's still kind of a girl boss movie again, that's not the right phrase, but um. Throughout the movie, uh, Thomason is shown to be kind of like basically just about to become a woman, right? And that uh, that arrival at well, I want to say Faison just got up and fucking left. So before I bring up my point, I want an audience. Tyler, tell me, tell me things, tell me things about this film, and I'll go back to my point when he gets. Oh, he's back. I was listening the whole time. Don't worry. Well, okay, that's awkward. I just went up to go use the bathroom. That's fair. Um, so the reason I say this movie is kind of could be considered like. I guess a feminist movie is that um, yeah. So she's on the cusp of becoming a woman and that arrival to womanhood is constantly treated as a, a threat by other members of the family, specifically the mother, the mother especially, yeah, especially the yeah. mother. Yeah. Who says, Oh, you're going to steal your brother. And then you're going to steal my husband and we need to send you away. Way, I'm going to send fucked up is that <laughs> well, yeah, welcome, to the period, welcome to the puritanicals. She's scared of losing her place in the hierarchy to the younger woman. Um, and yeah, she's her like, daughter. You know, her daughter, her daughter, her daughter, yeah. to her daughter, so, to her daughter. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, she tells the husband, like, oh, we need to send her away and like ship her off. Right. So throughout the movie, her um, her womanhood is treated as this dangerous, terrible thing that her family wants her to kind of repress and suppress. Right. And mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, you know, she has no more family. Uh, spoiler alert. Everyone's dead. And she goes to talk to uh, this goat who's actually the devil. And he's like, I want to point out, I'm so glad that they didn't cut to the goat when he was. Oh, uh, part of me wanted it, but I'm as a film, I it's good that they didn't. But part of me wants the first it. Time, the first time I saw this movie, I like 
yeah, I freaked out when he said without like to live deliciously because that line's chilling the way it, he delivered it. It's a fantastic and, read. And you just see the fucking devil behind her. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, as I was watching it for that first time, I freaked out. And then I'm like, please don't show the fucking goat's face. If you show the goat's face right now, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to just start dying of laughter. Yeah, I <laughs> I was thinking we were going to see his little lips like CGI. <laughs> yeah, if, if they uh, showed Black Phillips, if they did that, that would have been so funny. It took me out of it. I would have. They did yeah. it in a way that I'm, way. I'm glad they did it the correct way. But yeah, ultimately, she signs the black book. Right. And she has her her black sacrament. Um, Which, by the way, and, I'm glad that they didn't leave that ambiguous at the end. Yeah, and yeah. In fact, at the very end, she she goes into the forest led by 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 Black Philip, and um, she joins this coven of witches and is quite literally um, elevated. Witches were a thing. Yeah, witches were a thing. I'm glad they didn't keep that ambiguous. And yeah, she, well, no, she they gets... told you that ten minutes in when they murder a baby. <laughs> yeah, could have just been a crazy person in the woods. By the way, she really really mash the shit out of that baby that baby was mush and raises the questions how much how much mush is a baby we talked about how much ashes <laughs> is a baby never talked about no. how much mush is a baby so i think that's a discussion for another day but enough um, to cover whole body and a witch's broom to fly yeah god yeah like really for, for kind of no reason just in case it was a little excessive don't just you think in, just, just in case oh, i'm sorry how much do you use to fly <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Tyler. I'm not a witch. <laughs> uh, yeah. At the end of the Get movie, she's. Go get him. <laughs> Do you weigh as much as a duck face on? I just need to. I, just need to check. I was about to say you're like you're laughing too much there. <laughs> I got to hit that joke. I was chuckling too. I had to like control myself. Like fuck, 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 fuck. Um, but uh, yeah. At the end, she's basically elevated, and um, she unrobes in front of all the witches, and she literally goes into the air, uh, laughing with joy. A kind of in a way being liberated right from the repression that her, her family had on her this whole time yeah. in that right, way because... you can count it as a girl boss film uh yeah, however because the whole movie is her being shit on yeah her family basically hates her yeah besides the dad kind like the dad goes back and forth the most out of everybody between like actually caring for her the brother does want to fuck her. her the brother has his own problems brother has... and then the twins are terrible people <laughs> The twins are just little shits. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, I see like, yeah, she's finally with a group of people who she can. She's she's with somebody. She's with somebody she can be free with. Yes, yeah. obviously, it's terrible that it's fucking witches and you yeah. sown your soul to the devil. That's the ambiguity she, of it. Um, yeah, because ultimately, the, I feel like the movie doesn't necessarily frame it as a positive thing when she's being elevated. It is framed as a very neutral thing. And it should be said that the imagery of witches has been in the past, I say, 20 years or so been used as a kind of a pro feminist imagery. The idea of uh, women doing what they can to take power in a point of time where they had no other real option and disabling against the hierarchy that was entirely male dominant. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's entire group, especially if you look at like modern witches, uh, like the Wiccan organizations and pagan organizations, uh, they definitely tend to be right in line with, with feminist theory. Right. Um, so, again, I think that was a very intentional choice. And I also think that framing it in a very neutral way was probably also intentional and might be a bit of what loses me. You guys know I'm not the biggest fan of when things are portrayed neutrally. I like a movie to take a stand on a point. Yeah. So I would have liked. I think if I would have. It would have been hard to do. I think it's hard to do it one way or the other because, as we said, the quote-unquote good for her part is that she has a new family, 
But again, it's the devil. Yeah, is liberalism a liber- liberty, but at what at cost? I at what cost? I mean, at the end of the day, she is still a master to some. I mean, she's still I'm sorry, she's still subservient to someone. There is a master to her. It is the devil here. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's I still mean, it's a horrifying than her previous sequence. ones. Yeah, it's treated in a very horrifying way. So it's presented truly neutral. I don't know if there was a real way to do it otherwise, but you know me. I like to I like I like movies to have a stand on a point and then die on a hill. Um, I know. Did anyone like think she was going to drop? Just like me as a person. No. What the fuck? Why the fuck would I think she's going to drop? And that's how the movie ends, Tyler. I don't know. Just <laughs> crossed my mind. I was just like, damn. <laughs> you just shit all over time. It just crossed my mind for a second. I don't know. Kept going up because it zoomed out. It was the long shot of her floating up. I'm like, this looks like one of those. It looks like one of those amusement park cards where you just drop. This was going. <laughs> what the fuck? It would have been I, funny if that's what happened. I. It would have been. It would have been if we just had the goat talk in word with his mouth, and we had that be the ending sequence. This would be. This would be a ten out of ten movie for me. Um. But yeah, listen, I'm honestly going to try if I think that if I look, if you look at it from like as portrayed from a positive perspective, I think the movie is more coherent that way because everything else up until that point has been leaning in that direction. Um, so that's just the way I choose to look at it, just because I feel like it makes the theme a bit more consistent. I have no real narrative reason preferring it that way. Uh, okay. But Tyler, are you aware of the theory about the corn? Because I fucking hate that theory. Oh, that, that it was bad corn and they're all tripping. Everyone's just tripping balls because the corn has no, a particular type of fungus. I hate that theory. They, like, they literally just tell you it's witches. <laughs> but what if yeah. they're tripping the witches? What if the witches aren't real? Oh. What if... What if? How long are you... How long are you I hate it. Work? I hate it. I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate that theory. I hate the Bro. theories that are like, it was not real all along. I hate all those fucking theories. For, like, I, I hate... I don't like... Except... Them. I mean, the... Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. I do think it's stupid. I, I think it was just a little detail he did for fun and some people grasp on for it too hard. Well, um, I think I mean the I think it was an intentional detail. It was supposed to be that the father sucks at farming. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, everything. I, I also do think the fact that the fungus they chose to like name by name is one that gives hallucinations. I think it was just like a little thing. Like, I don't think it was like this big fucking like. Here's the real plot of the movie. I think it was just a little. I mean, fucking that thing. could contribute to the mom's dream sequence shit whatever that was i still pin that on fucking witches man that raven did not just walk into her goddamn bedroom it was eating her tit because of her dream yeah. um uh, as far as historical accuracy goes this movie's basically a fucking fantastic fine piece uh oh because uh robert eggers is a production designer before he was a director and he goes oh, into insane detail yeah. that explains a lot about both this and the lighthouse actually yeah he's a production designer first so that makes sense um, I want to say I love the goat. I love, I love, I love Black Phillip. Black Phillip's amazing. He's fucking apparently he's a total asshole to work with on set, though. Oh, so actually, he's nothing. Sorry, I, I do want to cut into this conversation real quick. Um, mm. the the that Raven scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking um, it's like girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's the uh, actress, Lysa Lysa oh. Aaron. Oh my yeah. god, that makes it so She's much just, fucking worse. She's just did you really not recognize it? Oh, you don't really know. I don't people, I guess, or something. <laughs> That's yeah. That I don't like. I don't like knowing this now. <laughs> I don't like being aware of this fact. That makes it a lot more terrible for me. God, yeah, I recognized it, and that's why I needed to bring it up. I can't recognize faces, so thank you for this. You're welcome. Um, Anyways, continue with what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah, Black Philip. No, no problem. Black Philip went very method with it. He uh, 
he was just a dick. He was like just ramming people. He was just a total prima donna on set. He wouldn't get out of his fucking trailer. He kept sending used condoms <laughs> to people. I'm sorry, no, that's Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> he always confused the two. But uh, total asshole, total dick. But <laughs> yeah, he gave that's a hell of a performance. So fucking funny. <laughs> it's great, and the I mean, it was a dick. Here's the thing: me and Tyler. The only reason this podcast exists is because of a series of running gags involving uh, a goat that Tyler offered to me many, many years ago. I think almost 10 years now. And it that was is- a joke when you said uh, something about, oh, it's my birthday. What are you getting me? And I don't know how it became, oh, a goat. And we ran with that joke for years. And that goat and the joke went, oh, he's in Greece. Oh, he's in Europe somewhere. Oh, he's in the States, but he's not here yet. He's in Hollywood shooting a movie. He's in the cartel now. <laughs> it just, movie. It, he's Black Phillip. And he, then, and then I saw this movie and I told Chris, hey, you should probably see this movie. And he's like, I'll get to it. Chris, there's a goat in it. I'll get to it sooner. <laughs> I do. And I do love how I then took me. I told him. I should have told him one day. It's like, Chris, the goat's a devil. The goat is the devil. And that, I think that, you got what I was saying. I don't think I 100% realized you meant it literally. Um, yeah. I do love, I do like to think that this is in fact the goat you owe me, and he's just living his best life, just being a being the Jared Leto of goats. And maybe I'm better off never, never having him come home. Maybe Why, you don't want Black Phillip to whisper in your ear, would that like to live deliciously? No, no, I, I, nope, nope, and nope, I do not want that, Tyler. You don't, you don't like that, you don't like that image. You have no idea how much I'm trying not to make a joke here, Tyler. You have no idea mm-hmm. how much I am just mm-hmm. holding myself back here. All right, let's. Well, well, would you rather? Would you rather two twins start singing "Black Flip," whatever that song is? No, that I did. No, def, I'd, I'd much rather take the other guy whispering in my ear than those two fucking twins. That I don't like twins. I don't like kids. Um, keep yeah. them away from me. Speak, speaking of kids, the brother's death is the most uncomfortable scene in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. 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 Just begging to God. As he dies, yeah. and it's so uncomfortable to watch. Oh, Kid really kills it acting wise, but yeah, it's he's so great. uncomfortable. Actually, the the child actors in this movie phenomenal. There's no bad oh, yeah. child actors in this. There's no bad child oh, bad actors, actors in these weeks. In this week, there's which no is bad actor. Cr- the whole in any of the movies, no bad actor. Yeah, very impressive. Not a single bad performance. Um, and the you know, his t- voice is ridiculous. So too. good, so fucking good. That dude's voice. That's fucking crazy. Um, I do want to say, uh, you, Tyler, you said it was the guy's a production designer first, and it fucking shows. Obviously, it's gorgeous. It's also a fantastic soundtrack. Absolutely fucking terrifying soundtrack. 90% of the tension comes from the music. Um, and it's also fuck, amazing. It's, it's gorgeous to the point that I'd actually say this is the best looking movie of the three. I would actually give this yeah, it, it look also, cinematography over uh, Hereditary. I think it has a lot more to work with, though. Yeah, I think being a period piece gives you a lot of cool potential shots, especially having yeah. so much landscape to work with. Yeah. Like, there's just so many scenes of just a, a shot of the forest for like a minute and creepy music playing, and it works. Yeah, I'm just uh, a sucker for that kind of shit. I same, 100 percent a yeah. fucking sucker for that. I I really yeah. do. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I still um, give my favorite uh, to Hereditary in terms of cinematography, just because it has one of my favorite shots in any movie. Is it the upside down one when the mom's running? No, I don't. Mm. I'll tell you because I kind of hope you didn't notice it, but I I'll tell you later. Okay, okay. Because I mean, I know that movie also has some gorgeous fucking shots, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, I mean, high tension does it fucking fantastically. Takes a quick jab at religion. Um, the goat 
is so fucking funny to me. He does a little strut at one point towards the end of the movie, like when he's walking to the. He's a little strut, little little it's, little. It like is it, it after he stabs the father? It's, it's after he stabs the father, and it's like such a like a, a happy one, like oh oh yeah, go oh, into yeah, the market. Oh, fuck you, yeah. It's it's such an adorable little strut that you almost forget that he's you know Lucifer Morning. I'd like to believe like. <laughs> That just happened randomly on set one day. I, like, I, I mean, it was this. a jump scare. It got me. It gets me like every time because I'm just watching, watching, and then out of nowhere, he rams into the father. Oh man, I love that goat. What a good goat. Yeah. Um, I also want to, I guess, talk about this movie in comparison to Lighthouse because unlike the other ones here, I have seen this director's second film. Uh, yes, I you think saw that too, right? With us, he was. Yeah, we saw Lighthouse. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we were all together. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that this movie is kind of similar in theme with this one. Uh, Lighthouse being very heavily about repression, right? Uh, these characters well, are, actually, are trapped. We'll talk about Lighthouse next year or whenever we get to that. Yeah, yeah. just a quick, quick little thing and why it ties here. It's about repression. They, they, these two guys, they're locked together in this little lighthouse. Um, they kind of keep them, they, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of repression going on. I'm not going to touch on it too deeply. And at the end of the movie, the ending involves uh, exposure to overexposure, let's say, thematic yeah. overexposure. Um, quite quite literally in the case of the film. And I'm not going to talk about it too much because it's not his place here. And I would make the argument that that is similar in idea to kind of what we have here where it's repression, repression, and then, oh, witches. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> if I can't be a Puritan, I'm going to be a witch. <laughs> so I, I feel like there's a connection there. I'll, I'll dig deeper into it when we actually start talking. About, yeah, fuck, I wasn't going to do it now. I'm not going to fucking under-explain this shit. Right. Yeah. Lighthouse is I, don't, is... I don't really see the connection. So Lighthouse is all about repression, right? Like, Lighthouse has yeah. a lot to do with repression. Um these two dudes they're lonely they're horny potentially gay you know they're just repressed out on all fucking cylinders listen they just see it and they're like i gotta go for it that's it it's just two dudes two dudes in a lighthouse and the light might go off right and throughout the whole movie uh robert patterson's character wants to see what is the light what's this light at the at the end and he's not able he he keeps getting close and having to kind of pull himself back and go back away from it right he never gets to see it and i think that's kind of representative of his repression of a lot of things throughout the course of the movie at the end of the film he does go to the top of the lighthouse he stares into the light and starts fucking screaming it's this this overexposure that it feels like only exists because he's repressed himself for so long Right. It's like when you, you yeah. don't eat for a fucking long time and you gorge a meal. Right. And I okay. think that's similar here where this woman, this girl, she's Puritan. She's been she's literally the best of the fucking family. Everyone else has their own vices and, and problems. And she's been still kind of beaten down because of it. And she's repressed all for she's repressed her own womanhood for so long that at the end of the movie, when she is kind of liberated as a woman, it's by joining this cult of witches and selling her soul to the devil kind of the most overexposure way to possibly do it so i would say there's there's a connection there between this guy's work i i could see it thank you thank yep, you very George. much i'm just i'm happy my point got made across i was i was like i was trying not to talk too much about it because i mean when you when you first said it i definitely didn't like yeah i, I realized once like okay my point's not getting across i gotta go all in <laughs> yeah we'll talk uh, about more lighthouse later yeah we'll get I do there. Think that movie's better i also prefer lighthouse to this but that that movie's also like I fucking think that movie's, movie's fantastic. I think that movie's amazing. That movie's yeah. absolutely got to be one of my favorite horror movies I've seen. Not seen a lot, but got to be one of my favorites. You um, like my cooking, don't you? My lobster. You at least like my lobster, lad. Uh, uh, I can't wait till we get to it. Can't wait. Um, any other points you guys want to make here? Um, people said this movie is not that scary because nothing particularly happens, but. I think that's just because they expect a whole movie of like 
jump scares and shit. The same thing can be said for Hereditary, where like there's no jump scares. It's just uneasy and fucking disturbing half the time. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. I don't think that makes it a bad horror movie per se. I think no. that, uh, I mean, horror as a genre is already fucking vague, right? Oh, man, I completely forgot to talk about something. Forget it. Ah, it's fine. We'll, we'll go back to it. We'll talk about it in Us. Um, remind me in a year or whenever we do the Us episode to talk yeah, about something happening. Just remind me to talk about sure. the intrinsic connections between racism and horror as a genre. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll remember sure. from there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that horror, like I was saying, is a, it's a very broad stroke. Right. I mean, like there's a lot of there's like shock horror. There's body horror. There's psychological horror. Uh, thr- the line between thriller and horror is fucking vague, as we can see with Get Out. Um, you know, it horror is allowed to be a lot of things. It's got a lot of freedom in that regard. Yeah. Um, so when I, people think of yeah. horror, they think of uh, either the classic, like just uh, slasher movies. They think of haunted house ones, and that's like the two most popular ones. Yeah. When you get something like this and Hereditary, those are more like The Shining, which is just disturbing and unnerving the entire time. And I love The Shining. The Shining I, was my favorite horror movie before. So I think I would say that between the three here, like this, these two movies and The Shining, I think I would still say I think The Shining's a bit more disturbing. I think just that slow descent to madness really works for me. I can't say I haven't seen The Shining. We'll get to that week. Fair. I like The Shining quite a bit. Um, I don't think we have it in anything. Not yet. No, actually, it's a good point. We'll do a we'll do a week for that. But yeah, I think that one. I personally, just a little thing I wanted to mention to Tyler here. I think that'd be my favorite. Like in terms of just like wow, this is like a slow, disturbing grind into the movie. You know. Um, Fair. Aside from that, though, commercial break. We'll be right back. I was going to say we should just cut it at commercial break and then like play trailer, but now I've been talking. Yeah. No, you fucked it up. Unless unless we just start with that and be like, it's already been recorded. Yeah, okay, we'll just go, go, go. So, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back on to my favorite horror movie. It's going it, like, to be my number one. It doesn't matter. Uh, Hereditary <laughs> came out in 2018. Direct first. A uh, full movie by Ari Aster, who is a fucking psychopath, uh, tells the story of this family whose grandma just died. And after another tragedy, the family essentially just collapses on itself. And you just watch it. And, and there's also the supernatural aspect, but you don't know what's going on until the very last moment. But you just watch this family tear itself apart in the worst possible ways. Yeah. Uh, this this movie keeps its plot close to the vest until the end, yep. and then it then it does explain it all to you in like like a I five guess, second scene. Yeah, like you know that you the know what's going book, on. Man. The book. I <laughs> so, hated that. Me the me Faison me Faison and Tati watched this one together, right? Tyler, unfortunately, I think you had work or something. I did. He had work. He was not able to watch it with us. Faison, I, I mean, want. I, before you go, I saw this movie opening uh, literally three years ago today. I saw this movie in theaters. That's fucking awkward timing to the point that I don't feel comfortable being here anymore. Um, I plan- I wanted. To, I told you I wanted to try and aim for like three years after the fact for the movie. I didn't realize we were recording on that day, but it worked See, out. It's, it's the on the day that just oddly just feels oddly oddly creepy. Um, phase on. Yeah, I want because I mean I- at this time, <laughs> at this time we I was probably getting out of the movie and going on a and taking all my friends back, and we didn't say a fucking word because we were all traumatized. See, I I mean I like this. Tyler, Faison, I want your 
unedited, completely just unfiltered thoughts on this whole movie. Everything you like, everything you don't. I want, I want it all. Come on, Faison. Okay, I do have to agree. This was very. I thought it was a pretty creepy movie. Um, obviously, you get the opening shots of like in the open. I guess like the first like thirty minutes, you get the scene where um, Charlie gets her head fucking knocked off, and then the next morning, the the mom wakes up, sees the head on like the floor covered in fucking flies. That was that's that's the worst. Yeah, that's the the, worst scene, especially just because you hear her cry in the background. Oh, yeah, that, that she, really got to me. Yeah. Again, seeing uh, seeing this in theater, there were a couple of assholes in the theater. One of those assholes being one of my friends who every time Charlie came up on screen and just screamed, uh, just like he said, oh, she's so ugly. She's <laughs> look at her face. Oh, gosh, and then her 13. head comes off. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. And then her head comes off. Everybody dead silent for the whole 10 minutes. Of Peter just staring at the back, driving home, and Annie screaming, I just want to die. And it's the worst I've ever felt for a character I mean, in any the, movie. That scene when Peter's driving home, like, I don't know, in the back of my head, I was just like, oh, what if she's fine? Yeah, God. Like, maybe she's just He fine. had that thought, too. Yeah. Uh, it It's... Like, oh man, you like you see the head come off and everything. So it's just like that. Like I, I was aware of that sequence. You going. hear her uh, hearing her neck snap is ridiculous too. It, that's yeah, got to be one of the most like yeah. brutal sequences I, I think I've seen. Period. Especially um, yeah. the, 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 when the next day when you look at the head and it's just being eaten by ants. Even before that, yeah. she's having a allergic reaction to peanuts, and you're like, oh no, she's like suffocating. Oh no, oh no, holy fuck, her head's gone. Yeah, it's um. It gets it's 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 fucking brutal. I don't think I've really seen that level of brutality to a child in a film before. Um, it's, yeah. it's quite shocking. I think I think that's definitely the most shocking sequence in the movie to me. And just the one that oh, yeah. kind of like leaves a bad taste in my mouth because of just how fucked up it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, props to the kid, though. Pretty good actor. Kid. Creepy, creepy looking child. But um, I want to give props yeah. to Tony Collette for that whole sequence, how that didn't get that pisses me off the most is that that whole year. Everyone's like, yeah, if you want to nominate someone for a whole movie. Look at this scene and tell me you don't feel like shit after uh, hearing her scream. And if you don't like that scene, the dinner scene, also amazing moment for her. And yeah. you can get nominated. And everyone agrees that, yeah, that's the one of the worst it, snubs the Oscar w- ever did. Was this before or after Knives Out? Uh, this came first. This came first. Okay. I mean, she's moving on. She's, she moved on to a, another pretty big talked about movie. You know, she's really getting well, I mean, ahead. She got nominated before. She's got nominated before. Really getting ahead in life. I'm going to ignore that. We're gonna ignore that right now. Come on, Tyler. This is heading for disaster. <laughs> Boo, Tyler. Ugh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Chris, good one. Good one. Thank you. You guys good are giving one, me bud. a splitting headache. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, even better. It gets better and better every time. <laughs> this joke will never not be funny. I'm not gonna burn it down. Definitely. Um. So, oh God, what yeah, her head comes off. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, I got me thinking. That. It got me thinking. Uh, she does this weird clicking sound of her tongue that like is that. similar to the sound of her head breaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I, really I didn't realize that. that. I didn't realize that. I mean, it's obviously you can't do that sound with your, just your tongue, but I mean, like, the intent is probably there. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like a, like a sound they threw in there, to be honest. Eh, maybe. I mean, that he, sound continues to play. Peter thinks he hears it, and it's creepy as hell every time someone does it. Yeah, I, I just thought that yeah. was like a little like quirk she had. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, she, she. So okay, we should actually talk about what the fuck the plot of this is. Um, yeah. For those who are unaware, like you are, most of the movie, uh, what's happening is that this family is uh, kind of cursed in that they their grandmother uh, has been trying to summon one of the uh, the, the demon lords of hell, uh, Lord King Paimon, the eighth lord of hell, I think is who it was. And yeah, uh, in order to do this, she needs a host, and that host needs to be a boy. Unfortunately, when she first attempted to do this, uh, she was only able to get access to a girl. So she, the girl became an, in, an imperfect host. Whoa, wait, wait, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, sca- I'm skipping some background ones. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm skipping, I'm skipping some of the background ones. I'm just saying, in, in terms of the actual like mainline stuff we kind of more or less see, she tried to put it into this, this girl, the daughter, her, granddaughter. her head. Yeah, her granddaughter as Charlie. a temporary host. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Um, but then the mom kind of like distanced herself from the family when her son was well, she had already distanced herself from the family when her son was born. So she didn't get the chance to use the host she wanted. So this was like a temporary strategy to eventually get the host that Paimon needs. Um, I think the director described this movie as like a, a movie about like a, a cultic sacrifice from the perspective of the lambs. Mm. And that is a pretty fair assessment of it. Throughout the yeah. movie, uh, another member of this cult named Joan or Joanne Joan. Joan is basically setting things in motion in order to convince the mom to basically do parts of the ritual at home, which will basically will then allow them to possess uh, have Paimon possess Peter. And I think I think for me, as far as horror goes, this movie this movie is is horror because of like a shock value, right? So it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. It's, I, I should say, yeah. yeah. It has high tension. That should be fair to yep. say. It has tension at least, if not, no, tension higher than anything else here. Higher than The Witch. I say it has the highest tension between the three films. A lot of the movie I spent terrified of what the fuck might happen next, right? Like, I'm I've like, holy shit. I've Chris so terrified of a movie. I was really, I was scared. See, I've come to the single conclusion about myself. I am scared of what I think they're going to scare me with. So the whole movie, I'm like, fuck, they're going to get me. They're going to scare the shit out of me with something real fucking scary. I fucking know it. Um, and they kind of they get they get good moments. Like there's um there's a there's a bit in the beginning where you see the, the grandma's ghost. And that one fucking got me. Yeah. Like the grandma's. I, ghost I think just... it's funny, though, because I'm like thinking about it. I think. I was the only one that said like one word throughout the movie, right? Yeah. And that was when the grand, uh, the Charlie's head got like decapitated and we see it yeah. in the morning. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, what the fuck? And that was the only thing that was said throughout that whole movie. We were all incredibly silent watching this film. Um, You're very quiet. Again, first half an hour in the actual theater, people making jokes about her appearance. Once her head comes off, everybody stopped talking. There were a couple of different reactions at different points. Uh, One of them was the nightmare sequence. With uh, Annie sleepwalking yeah. into Peter's room. That's a pretty good one, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the I brought reaction... it up after we watched that movie. I was like, that's one of the uh-huh. scenes that got me the most. Yeah, the nightmare. And I think Chris was, yeah. I think Chris was just like, eh. Yeah, it's weird. Certain scenes got us, and certain scenes didn't. Um, I think, I think, like one of the things the movie did is it just has a lot of disturbing imagery. Like, there's a sequence later on where uh, the mom is like basically cutting her off her own head with like a string. Which is just like oh, a disturbing the, visual to have to see. <laughs> there's so many details in the movie. You, when Peter uh, wakes up and is walking around the house, and you hear something crash, it's a piano. She's oh. cutting herself a piano wire. Oh my oh, fucking okay. god! That makes sense. That's yeah. that makes it actually there's so much lot. worse. Yeah, every detail in the movie is like, oh, what's that sound? And then she's cutting. It's like, what's she cutting with? The, 
the piano wire makes sense. Another one sequence that really did kind of get me is um I think for me disturbing images are probably they're more impactful to me because they'll leave a longer impact than like a, a jump scare, which is like, you know, great. It, it got me because I, I, any loud noise is going to get me because I'm, I'm fucking toddler. But um, there's one where she's bashing her head against the like the, the thing for the attic, kind of like the thing you pull down the door. And the mom's just like smashing yeah. her head against it. Like that, that image is just like ingrained in my mind. That one's a See, real. But I, I think that this the is the frame rate is so fast. Yeah, I, I just couldn't help but laugh at that scene. Azon's a psychopath I, people... this week. People debated, not not debated. Some people said like, yeah, the ending was kind of comical for me because of all the like, because it gets batched at the end. Yeah, I can see it, but like, yeah, I there were two parts at the ending laughing. that really made me laugh. There, this is what I'm waiting right. for. Here we go. It was, it was, it was the, um, the the head bashing scene, and then just panning to a random naked fat dude. <laughs> okay, I can understand the random <laughs> fat guy, and then and even in the theater, the part that got a couple. Last was when Annie's body is floating into that one. I, I fuck that one no, got a no, laugh no, no. out of me. I I laughed at that no, one when it's floating. I oh, I got a chuckle. I, I, I people in the theater were kind of chuckling. I wasn't exactly laughing. I just yelled out, "Oh come on! What worse could happen now? It, like what it, else could happen?" It looked like she was being pulled up by string to me. So that one I actually <laughs> laughed. I found that one to be so funny. Yeah, um, that's fair. Oh god, it's it's interesting because like I think for me. It, it's a weird thing because I think this is probably the most well-crafted film in terms of like its overall put togetherness. It's it's screenplay. I think its cinematography is not as good as The Witch, but it's still damn good. Um, its performances, I think, are probably the best of the bunch as well. Um, well speaking of cinema, well, yeah, I'll just say now the one shot I'm talking about is after uh, Annie gets possessed after the dad gets lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice her in the corner of the room? Yeah, of course I fucking did. Okay, good. Tati didn't, and then I pointed it out to her. I texted her, I'm like, hey, look at her. She didn't see her, and I texted her, and she's like, holy fucking shit, I didn't see her. That moment in the theater was the most insane shit, because obviously they hold that that uh that shot for a shot while. for a while, and then you just know, like, if there was a camera in the theater to see our reaction, you see the front row, you just see people talking. And it's slowly moving back, moving back, and until everyone's like, "Holy fucking shit!" She's in the corner. See, I think I, that trick. Think... Sorry, uh, you can continue. Sorry, you can. No, no, you first. You first. I was gonna bring up another earlier scene, but I, I think this scene works in particular because um, there are a lot of moments throughout the movie where, like, you see like just a bunch of like clothes or like a table or like chairs that are kind of all over the place, and it's like, "Oh wait, is that a person? Is that a thing? Or is that just a fucking bunch of shots?" It's that experience that everybody has, right? Yeah, when you've like, seen too much. I, creepy I mean, shit. I was gonna bring up. You get that. Um the scene where Peter's in his bed and he thinks he sees Charlie in the corner of the room. Yeah. It just ends up being like a volleyball or something. Yeah. And it just rolls over yeah. like her head. Um, and yeah, like, her yeah, head. I mean, I think it's an experience that everyone's had. If, at least I know I fucking had it. We're like, you've watched something really creepy. It's not on your mind. Then you look over and there's a pile of clothes or something. And it's like, that could be the devil that that could really get me, you know? I and mean, it's, just, again, after I, not again, when I got back home, it was like midnight. I, one, I slept with the TV on. Two, I was checking the fucking corner. My mom's like, "Is she there?" No. Yeah. Anyone? I mean, I, I'll say I don't. I took me a little bit to get. Took me a good bit to go to sleep after watching this one. I wanted really? to watch it a, a little bit. I, I stood up. I stood up on part of my own, and then like I, I made sure I wanted to watch this one on a, a Saturday because I knew I didn't have anything on a Friday because I knew it at night too. Yeah, we watched it at night. We didn't finish till like I think almost twelve or past twelve, probably close to one. And then like I think I stood up till about four. Mostly my decision, but also you know. Not gonna lie, it's a little bit of spook in there. 
Um, but uh, I think that for me, the biggest issue I have with this film is two things, two, two particular issues I have with them. Issue one, it is not a movie that says anything. Maybe me and Tyler had some light debate over this. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but I, as far as I was able to see on my first watch, or my only watch so far, I guess, right? There's not a lot that I feel this movie necessarily says. My second issue is that a lot of things in it feel a bit overplayed. If Okay, so like overplayed in that uh, it's been done before. So the idea of like, this is something of a haunted house story, especially in the back half after the stuff like actually kicks well, in. Well, it's a it's a cold story, but you don't know you're watching a cold story. It's a cold story. You don't know you're watching a cold story per se, right? But like it has what feels to be a lot of generic horror tropes. There is a Ouija board that's not really a Ouija board, but it's kind of a Ouija board. You yeah. know, Lord Paimon as a name was chosen because like the director was like, why well, just I want us to be Lucifer again. So I wanted to be a little bit different. Like it feels like an amalgamation of a lot of traditional like devil demon horror trope type movies, you know? And I think that it's ultimately done better than any of these things have ever been done before. So it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing, but I it's also can't help but seen before. I can't help but feel like, like, okay, this is kind of like a patchwork of a lot of different tropes that I've seen within like this type of film, even if on a technical level, it's done at a, at a rate that fucking blows everything else out of the water. Right. Mm. I just can't help but kind of notice that amount of stuff. Of it. I think most of the one that always brings that I can like, it sticks out to me is like the, 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 that they, they change a Ouija board by making it a cup basically. And it's just, yeah. yes, there are no questions instead of words. And it's like, we know what you're going for. It's a say, you know what I mean? Like it's a seance. It's a Ouija board type of thing. Same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, as for the movie not standing and this is probably the biggest issue for me because if anyone's watched this episode and this show before uh, I like when movies say something um, I, I like theme I think it's critical uh, but Tyler we were talking about something on Sunday do you want to bring that I up? I was going to say well I can yeah I can kind of agree with you that there's not an overarching like theme compared to the witch or yeah or the witch whatever but uh, but I guess you can have the theme of like generational trauma. See, I think that's part of what we were discussing. Maybe I can't remember it 100 yeah. well, but yeah, it was because I know we were talking aside from the, the actual the inheriting this curse, right? Or this 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 pact, I guess. Right. Well, here's the thing. We like we well, you keep saying it's a curse, but yeah, curse grandma, is a vague word for it. I shouldn't be using that. The grandma does this whole thing and at, uh, Annie finds a note from her left from her mother saying, I hope you forgive me for everything. I hope you forgive me for all the sacrifices. But if the, everything works out, you will be in a better place. Yeah. He's doing this to boost a family up, even though it's a terrible thing. And like the witch, it's the devil. Yeah. So this is actually exactly what we talked about, because that scene can be taken in one of two ways. Uh, way one is that there is a genuine benefit to the family for this. Or way two, the grandma's just already pretty nuts and is like, oh, yeah, this will definitely be better for us. And in reality, is just making I mean, she up had to already be pretty nuts. She was running a naked cult. Yeah. Yeah. But I find that one to be the fucking lamest one because it's just kind of like, oh, she just wrote this. But there's no like narrative. There's not like there's no real weight to like this deal is going to help us somehow. It's more of just like, oh, I made this deal and I think it'll be good. But, you know, fuck all y'all guys. You know, I think I that's kind of I think I think I think that one's just cheap. I think that's cheap. So I prefer the other way around where there is a genuine positive expectation from this that does to some degree pay off. And this is what me it's and Tyler talked because, about. It's supposed to, because the whole thing is, uh, he said, if you worship me, if you, if I'm your God, 
all the bound like I'm getting the paraphrasing wrong. All, all the bound yeah, yeah, yeah. you will be good. Yeah. Obviously the sacrifices is everyone's dead. But at the same time, everybody yeah. wasn't supposed to die in your family. It was supposed to just be one, and then everything else got fucked. We weren't actually 100%. Me and Tommy and Faison had some debate about that, actually. But we'll, I'll get there in a second. Because I remember what we talked about was that, aside from this this thing, right, there's also an inherited uh, mental illness in the family. Um, these these care, There is some genuinely really bad mental illness that's going down from generation to generation. There's also other spooky cult shit going on, too. Like, uh, which the main which character be debated. Yeah, because like probably, it could be debated based this, on what we know now. This one uncle killed himself seemingly to a, because he said that um his mother was trying to put people inside him. Uh, yeah, this and was, his brother was said to have uh, schizophrenia, and then he hung himself because he said his mom, the grandma, was putting people inside of him. Yeah, which, which we now true. know is true. That is, yeah. So maybe he wasn't actually. And they just use as an excuse. Yeah, and we know that the father starved himself. Um, could you could argue it was maybe because of the cult, but yeah, maybe trying, not. I was so, trying to figure out a way. Yeah, trying to figure out a way to tie way. that into it. I and don't also, know if you could have uh, possessed I him, and he the, just decided not to. But I don't know. I don't think they could have possessed him because the whole reasoning behind getting um the grandmother or any of her descendants was that they were from like a queen's bloodline. I don't. I don't was remember. The, that. You don't remember that? Was the queen no. her? Wait, was the queen I, like, the, the like grandma her was the bloodline or something? I don't I don't remember if it was specifically oh, oh, her, I but I remember I, I remember them yeah. mentioning that. Oh, I don't that. I don't remember that super well. But I mean, even then, like the mother had um I mean this was the whole like, reason why she, she couldn't possess like the dad. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but even like beyond that, like the mother has genuine sleepwalking problems. So there is still a clear history of like mental illness in this family. Um, I think that what we were saying was that basically the argument could be made that the grandmother saw that making this deal was in some way alleviating themselves from the other thing they would they inherit, which was this history of illness. Maybe, maybe uh, I, I'm still I a bit lukewarm so. on it. Yeah, I'm a bit lukewarm on that one as well. It's it's as close of a real thing I can get this movie to say, but it also reads as tone deaf. So I don't really think it's even worth putting it on it. So, yeah. but I mean, I, mean, I think I'm still on the fence on if that mental illness was real or not, based on the fact that he kills himself because he was right. I think he, I think it was still real personally, but I also I think, think it that, was a mix of both. Yeah, I mean, definitely a mix of both. I don't think like this whole movie was just mental illness per se. Um, well, however, no, that, I mean, yeah, there's a hundred, yeah, there's, there's hundred fucking effect. naked people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but if, they were, if they were closed, it wouldn't be as scary. Tyler, you brought up this one point that you said that none of the rest of the family was supposed to die. I For don't think part, I agree with that. I think I that mean, if it the, worked out, if it worked out with the brother, with Annie's brother, nobody would have died. I think me and Faison talked about this. We think that three people had to die for the ceremony. To yeah, work. this was this was an interesting that I noticed. Um, in when Annie's going through her grandmother's stuff or her mother's stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. she opens the book of Paimon, and he's sitting on like a camel or something, right? Okay. And as he's sitting there on the side of the camel are three separated heads. Okay. Yeah, and then... So you so say our that thought three process people had was three people need to have been beheaded because the grandmother gets beheaded, right. Charlie gets beheaded, and Annie gets beheaded. Well, not the grandmother, the uh, the dad, too. Oh, actually, the dad no, also no, got beheaded. The, the dad burns the dad. Everybody gets beheaded. Yeah. But no, but all their heads are cut off by the end of it. Yeah, all their heads are cut off. Oh, was the dad's head cut off by the end of it? It was, it was. As well. He did oh, not have a head a yet. a hole did... into everything. Does the grandmother's head <laughs> cut off? Yeah, the grandmother. They cut it off. Head. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I everybody's remember the heads. Everybody's head 
Charlie's the only one that was straight up decapitated. Everyone else got their head lost after the fact they died. See, I just I took it I to mean, be any fucking slit her. And he killed off. himself by yeah, yeah, that was okay, a pretty yeah. gross one. I, I took it to be that like they needed to die for this this ceremony to be complete. Um Yeah, I took it as like three people from that bloodline needed to die. Which yeah. comes back to that like that point, which I don't actually even know if it's true. Now, now that we know that there's a fourth head on the round somewhere. Yeah, it is a bit more vague. The whole theory off because I don't. That know was I. Losing his head. I hate I that we also thought about. That. I hate that we thought about different people losing their heads. Like we got the we got we had the right number. We had the wrong number, but they're like completely incorrect data too. I'm just <laughs> fucking it all up. Um, but either way, I, I yeah, I still kind of feel like maybe they were supposed to die or had to die to some degree because like it didn't even like at that rate like this didn't even feel fucking necessary like like. <laughs> Like David uh, comes back, guys. What the shit is this? Yeah, Byron's like, what the? F- you guys did you guys what? I could have just possessed him at any point. Like, did he you need to like? Me. Did did the kid you know, need because, to like, like die to be possessed? Like, he needs to jump out the window the, and quote unquote die. Or the whole thing well, I had with Chris, the whole conversation I had with Chris was that if the whole point of like changing bodies was like a death or something, why didn't it just happen in that first scene? You know when Annie gets uh, when Tra- when Charlie gets her head decapitated. Why why didn't Paimon just switch hosts? The mechanics of Paimon switching hosts is. Well, I mean, he's also the he's also the demon of like mischief, so he could also just fuck one of people. I guess I always take that. Point, I know that. The, the point that's the whole point with the book. Is a book? He throws the book under foot. The book. Oh, oh no! I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant I, I thought you meant there was an adaptation of the of this was an adaptation oh, of no, a no, book. No. Which I was no, gonna be like, I what mean, the fuck? No, I mean that when Annie throws the book into the fire, her sleeve gets on, caught on fire. Mm. So she's like, "Oh, I can't do this. I'm gonna die. You have to do it. It doesn't matter. He dies." So mm. yeah, it was, it was a trick, little trickster, like yeah. the like a Loki, but just yeah. So I, I more guess of a dick. he was just fucking around. With Maybe them. he was just fucking with them. I I don't know. Like like I, this I is a very like that. this is yeah this is a very well crafted film. Like you said, everything is planned and has a meaning. Everything comes back. It is. It is. I mean, everything with the cult is planned. They yeah. put the yeah, deal yeah, in the middle literally. of the road. They put yeah, the deal yeah. in the middle of the road, and they. You can yeah, see the mark on the thing, on the yeah. post. Uh, Joan goes to the. Uh, I don't know what the hell the guilt. No, not the guilt. What's the support group? The, the support the group. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The support group to lure her out, and. Uh, there was another couple of details in there. I mean, Joan was there at the arts and crafts store, probably knowing that she'd show up eventually to do her work. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Uh, did you notice that the cult is always watching the house? No. There's shot. Wait. I'll find the shot. Uh, there's shots in the movie where anytime you go like outside, mm. they're there. That's that's creepy. That's pretty creepy. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I like, did you that? The, I mean, yeah, just go through that link I just sent. Uh, but there's the obvious one in the very beginning when uh, Peter's smoking outside his room and like he's breathing, he's uh, blowing the smoke out. But you see someone exhale out too. You see there's other somebody else breathing outside. If you didn't notice that. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, this is. Okay. I noticed the one yeah, breathing I... outside, and I kind of forgot about it. I'll be I honestly, I kind of forgot that one. Uh, and I forgot about it too until I saw it everywhere again, constantly. Thing. See, Paimon's, yeah, Paimon, I'm looking at the thing. He does have just three heads in his bag. I feel yeah, like I mean, that, maybe that maybe that comes back down to when like, successfully invoked part of the same bloodline. That's why he couldn't possess. Yeah, he had dad. to be vulnerable. It's I'm like so I'm reading here. It's like 
he had to be the most vulnerable host. So I guess that's why they tortured the kids so much. Yeah, but the fucking kid wasn't vulnerable when he just saw his own sister get decapitated because he was driving. Yeah. I think they had to have a whole ceremony too. Oh, he like, needs maybe? Okay. maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay, I'm gonna be point, honest. Like... Once locked in, a new ritual is needed. Okay, go to Mace King's Pond. Okay, so they need they need a new ritual. Okay. No, but yeah. how did how did he possess Annie then? I guess maybe they really because beat when the he shit out of that baby. Wait, no, they put us Annie, not Charlie. I'm sorry, you're right, Annie. Yeah, wait, how did he put... Good question. Maybe she... Ah, fuck if I know. I also... Okay, we're, we're not going to stick on this for too long because I feel like... Yeah, we, 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 can keep, we can keep trying um, to figure this out for, for ages. I hated yeah. the fact that, like, Annie just eventually decided to look through her, uh, her mom's stuff and was like, oh, yeah, my mom was in a fucking demonic cult. Here's what all the they said at the they beginning, at the very beginning it, of the funeral, they straight up says that, oh, she's very secretive. I'm surprised at these many people. I don't know you because they're all cult mothers. I know, but I just hated the fact that she looked through a photo album. And she and had a just there. Yeah, I, I just didn't like that. OK, so, I don't mind it. I, I didn't still like it. The fucking... if, if, uh, yeah, but, I'm just I'm I trying to piece it all together. Trying, uh, like, it, it's hard to introduce the cult at that point in the movie. Like you need to do it really well, they, quickly. Well, they're introduced to the audience. They have always been there. That's what I'm saying. Like introducing to the audience, it's it's hard to do it quickly. I just didn't like the fact uh-huh. that like it's like here's all the information. It's just in a box you haven't looked through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I also I want to say one thing that I found out about. Tati told me about that. I I don't really know what it what the implications of it are. Uh, Peter's room doesn't exist. Uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so apparently Peter's room, right, in the house, whenever you're outside of the house, you can clearly see that it does not physically exist. There is no space for that how room to fit. Apparently some people did, did the numbers on this. They looked at it and they said, yeah, no, that, that, that was apparently intentional. The room doesn't exist. There is no oh, room so on that house. Shining thing. They did the shining thing, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any other value to that other than being the shining thing. But um, yeah, I, don't think I figured I'd mention it. I figured I'd mention it, right? Okay. Something worth mentioning. I don't know. Uh, I, I actually tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I also don't so, know 100 percent. What was the point of them? Like, well, I know the point of the miniatures. I guess I thought that was going to come back in a meaningful way other than just the ending shot kind of being like a zoom out of the miniature, so to speak, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be that pay, they're all pawns and payments game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess that's. Fair. I feel like the miniatures. That's also what the added, beginning like, little details, where you yeah. get that one scene where um, the uh, Annie's in bed like trying to breastfeed her kid or something, and yeah. then the mom's like right next to her with her tit out. Yeah. <laughs> God. Which would probably explain how Paimon got into the kid or something Does like the that. Paimon get in through breast milk? Maybe. Well, I mean, that was a that know. was when she. I don't know if it was exactly that, but I mean, like, uh, she said. And he said that, oh, I kept Peter away from uh, away from uh, my mom and she was pissed about that. But once Charlie was born and uh, she, she immediately got her hands yeah. on her. Yeah, her claws in her or something like that. Yeah. The, the thing with Charlie is that I read something a few days ago. A, so there's a theory that the dream sequence with Peter, it's not about Peter. It's about Charlie. The dream sequence where he's getting choked? When the, there's the when the, she sleepwalks into the room and there's a bunch of fire, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, she like sleepwalks into the room and saying, "I thought Charlie was here. Is she is she here?" And then Peter saying, "Why are you afraid of me? All that." And then she puts out that I never wanted you. And then she oh. says all the details about, oh, I tried to have a miscarriage, all that. But when you think about it, if she did all the things for the miscarriage and it didn't work, Charlie's the one who ended up with issues. Well, Charlie was also immediately possessed by a demon. So I, I don't yeah. know how much I, I, it, it's. But it also doesn't make sense. The fact that she says, oh, I tried to have a miscarriage with you and all that. But she protected uh, Peter from her grandmother. Charlie, she just let her have it. That's a better point. I, I think that that wasn't. But her whole reasoning behind a miscarriage was that she wasn't ready to have a kid, right? Yeah, but it could That's be a also kid. fair. There's, there's a lot of fair. I also points don't. Was that a dream sequence that Peter had, or were there two separate dream sequences? One that it was a dream sequence that Annie had. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't Peter, and it was Annie only. Only Annie had that. Yeah. I, also, I mean, that scene again. That scene in the theater got a reaction out of us when she's just straight up said, "You know, I never wanted you." Everyone in the theater is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. No, I think I had I had a, like a wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that some cold blooded shit. Like, what the fuck? Also, the moment when you're just everything's soaking wet. You're like, I had the moment of wait. Why are you you soaking wet? Why are you wet? Oh my god, everything's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> just turn around. Why are you soaking? Oh no. Interesting. I mean. It's weird. I mean, that calls back to her history of her son where she slept walk and almost lit them on fire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's meant to be. It's meant to be the paint thunder that she used. Yeah. I, I just feel like I have, this is one of those movies I had a bit of a weird relationship with because it's like on a technical level, it is it is crafted exactly. Also, Faison, you haven't rated this one yet, Faison. Come on, you're slipping up. You're slipping, I just what? Didn't, I, I just Chris, didn't you haven't either. On, uh... Oh, I haven't rated it. I just didn't put it on my feed. I'm the only one. I, you know, you did. I, I see it here now. I'm the only one who hasn't rated it yet. Fuck, I got to do that. Because, like, I'm in this weird position where it's like, this movie is technically, like, on a technical level. Amazing. Like, amazing. Supreme. But it does not connect with me in any way, even in a ways that Besides the witch emotional did. terrorism. Aside from, like, a bit of emotional suffering here and there, right? But, like, in terms of, like, again, it doesn't, doesn't have a theme. doesn't have a theme. That's that's a red, that's, that's, yeah, uh, think- that's. That's a big red problem for me. It it really misses for me. Like it's it's tight, but also vague in terms of narrative. Because it's like everything, like Tyler said, everything was back. Every detail is important. But I also would really just like a little bit of clarification on how the the ceremony works and like how many heads are required. Because like like it says, I'm okay in the book. It says with the uh, ambiguity of that. Like oh okay, it's not like obviously it'll be cool to know the actual intricacies of it. But I mean like. I think you were not telling the story from the cult. We're telling them from the victim. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. I think that the only reason I would have liked those details is just because like you said, oh, uh, they didn't need to die. Right. I would just like to know if that's true, because I then they, from they, from because you see them, you see them kneeling at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. When they're doing the ritual. Yeah, that's what I my implication. I thought that they had to die because like my thought process is like if we have some information about that, you can kind of work a theme. You can start working a theme there. It's not that I necessarily care about this information in the narrative per se, as much as if I had this information, I might be able to build a theme around. Yeah, I just wish it was there. Yeah, like I normally, you know, like normally, you know me, I don't really care about if if shit is 100% cohesive in a narrative. But normally that's because there's usually theme that's pulling it through. In this, I just feel like I need I need something to grab onto for that, you know, for that type of stuff. And I I just it doesn't have a theme. I'm just like kind of scrounging for answers anywhere I can right now. It's, it puts That's me in a weird place. It's a, I have, this is a weird one. I'm going to have to think about it. And I'm, I'm still excited to see Midsommar. I'm just also very curious now after this. 
Midsummer is still good. I think Hereditary is better than both. I'm curious. I'm very. I'm interested to see that one. I'll get to it. And we'll get. We're gonna get to it soon. We're gonna get to it soon. Uh, uh, one more thing. Um, Ariasta makes. Uh, his director's cuts. There's no director's cut for Hereditary. There is one for Midsummer. He makes long fucking movies before they get uh, edited down. Because apparently this was three hours long. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, what I don't know how maybe, cut? maybe there were scenes there that we would maybe. have liked to see yeah. in the final cut, you know? I'm curious about that, actually. I mean, Whenever... the, one, the ending was different. Really? What, what was, was the ending? You notice how in the when they find pictures of Peter, his eyes are, gouged, uh, eyes are scratched out? Yeah. He gouges out his own eyes. Oh, oh, would have been that so fucked up. To see. That actually could have worked. What? That I'm, he stops himself from being possessed so he gouges out his eyes? Kind of ed- a very Oedipal of him. Yeah. Oedipus, yeah. It's, I think it's Oedipus. He gouges out his own eyes yeah, after. Does. Yeah, he it's Oedipus. Right? His mother, yeah. After he and I mean, they, they actually talk about that in the film because there's this mention of like, if he was cursed from the beginning, does, does that, that make it more Oedipus? or less trapped? I, I think it, it might have it might have actually been about Oedipus right now because I wrote down like this themes of choices and more or less tragic. I didn't write down what story that we're talking it's, about. I think it might have been Oedipus. It's basically Oedipus though, right? Yeah. Mm. So if he's damned from the start, does that make him more or less tragic? That's what yeah. the movie's saying. Is that the most do I how do I feel about that? <laughs> now I need to process shit in real time, man. This is a problem. It's weird because I feel like it wasn't. I mean, I, that wasn't really. I would have. I would have. It wasn't. It wasn't clear. In fact, it only became clear when you told me this, not because of a narrative thing, but because I just know that story. And when you tell me, you say when you give me that ending detail, it's like bookends it, you know? Yeah. I do wish we kept that. I mean, if we saw that, I don't know if it would be worse. It, it might be worse than seeing Charlie getting her head cut off. Yeah, probably. But I mean, I would have given yeah. it would have tied to the theme. Although, like. Again, I think even if that is the theme of it, right? The theme is a question. It's, is it more tragic, right? One way or another. And you know me again. You can't do anything about it, yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like, I like, like a film to pick a hill to die on. I saw that as a some, I don't know if it was on Letterboxd or whatever, but someone said that as a criticism in the movie. It's like, oh, it's hopeless for them. I don't like that. It's like, it's a horror movie. Do you go and expect no, I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, no, hopeless like, works well, fine. Hopeless, hopeless is good. Yeah, that's fine. A, yeah, hopeless like, works perfectly oh, I, fine. Yeah. I think that this movie did the fact that it is supernatural at the end. Yeah. Like, there is a whole fucking cult then they're trying to summon a demon. It's not this history, mental illness or anything yeah, like that. I, they weren't imagining the whole thing. I think I would have just appreciated some, yeah, first some critic. Some critic also said that, oh, I don't like how it just turns into full bone supernatural. I'd rather it just be a story of family tearing apart itself apart. But it's like Howard. you have all this other shit that says yeah. supernatural that if you just go with that, you lose that. You do. You lose like 75 percent of the movie basically i think i would have just liked it now kind of thinking about this with what we said i would have liked it if it um explored the idea of it being a, if, it, if it being more or less tragic right like i would have liked it maybe because like i guess we do have that with the mom how she's fighting against it the whole time but she never has a chance of really losing it but it's never it no it what's going on yeah it just it never feels very definitive you know like i would have liked i don't know exactly what but something to suggest that you know, the fact that you've been try- fighting so hard against something you can never win against just makes it all the worse. Something I something think, a bit more concrete and cohesive at the end, just I to really tie that idea. I would, I would have enjoyed if they just touched into that into the supernatural bits a little more. It's interesting. Okay. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm I interested. I'm glad that we... Uh, a lot of things. 
maybe that's a fair point i, I am kind of glad that we all have somehow slightly different views even if like we're not all honest like like me and Faison are kind of both closer to each other in terms of like kind of being mixed feelings about it. But even the reason we have mixed feelings is distinctly different. Um, mm. I think that's pretty interesting in and of itself. Yeah. Tyler, this is your movie. Anything else you want to say? I think I got everything. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Ariasa did a Reddit AMA after this movie. And one of the questions was, are you okay? And he just straight up said no. <laughs> Man, I, that's fair. That's yeah, completely understandable. Because I mean, if I watched yeah. that movie and went straight to bed without talking about it, I think I would have been a little freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I slept with the TV on, so fair. <laughs> also, I just I do want to yeah. say that crown at the end. I just couldn't get the Burger King crown out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're throwing me back to being being young and taking Burger King crowns. What a time! Oh God, God. All right. Anything? Anything else here, or you wanna wanna do our lists? I think we go into our. Uh, we. Oh, I'll mention the dad since we never talked about him. He's oh, the, yeah. basically the straight man the whole yeah. movie because he's trying to be. He's, he's trying, trying to, to keep, keep it together. together. There's I two didn't... tragedies that happen in the span of like two days: the grandma dying and his daughter getting decapitated. Yeah, and then his, his just... wife seemingly having a mental breakdown. For like, yeah, that's for obvious reasons, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. just, <laughs> and then like. When she's saying like, "Oh, there's a uh, grandma," the mo- my mom's body is upstairs. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. The fact that the cult actually dug up the body and put it upstairs. Yeah, I, I mean, impressive that they didn't track dirt everywhere. But hey, yeah, you know what? They're a cult. I have to assume they're very effective. Yeah, but no, the dad's just trying to keep shit together. But then everything's breaking apart, and he doesn't believe that anything supernatural is happening. He thinks that his that his wife just went crazy and is having an episode. Yeah. And somehow dragged the body, and somehow desecrated the grave, and dragged the body to the. To the I mean, I, that she I while whilst, while sleepwalking, she drove there, desecrated no, the, the grave. The point was that uh, yo, look, because she's been using that excuse that she's going out to the movies for like. Oh, okay, that's fair. Actually, yeah, I forgot about week that. Straight when she was actually. Going so in like two hours, she de- dug up a body and dragged it upstairs. Very slowly. First two hours yeah, was to dig up the body. Next two hours was to put it in the car. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a very it's very yeah, methodical it was a strategy, kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, okay. It was oh, over. Okay, it was she. Out. She weekend at Bernie's. It you know, she was just out on the street <laughs> with her dead grandma, just <laughs> over her shoulder. Yeah. Oh God. Ranking. Uh, do I got? Oh, uh, Alex. Uh, not Alex. Peter, the actor, is from a uh, old Nickelodeon show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Nick I think, band. I think I literally saw like when, really? we were wa- when we were watching it. I yeah. saw Tati discorded me. Come. <laughs> Tati discorded me that. This, yeah. <laughs> Fucking fact. That he's think... in the naked butt this band, yeah. Yeah, I think she's trying to use it for a tweet or something, I guess, for this. Because she just tweeted, really she messaged it to me without context. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. he was. Yeah, he was the great. The scene where he's Except... just staring into the I, nothing. As I want to say one fucking yeah. thing. This guy got what? his sister killed for some basic-ass white chick. The most basic chick. She's he, didn't, so... he didn't want she... to bring her. She. I mean, he didn't want to bring her, but that girl is just a... It yeah, just I do want to say this. Who the fuck makes chocolate cake at a high school party? And who the fuck brings out a cutting man. board and is cutting walnuts while the party's going on? Who puts walnuts in brownies nowadays? Old people. Exactly. Yeah, I've, never, the, I've never fucking asked him to put walnuts in brownies. I have a peanut allergy too, and half the time I know. Also, like, actually, there's no shot of that. After we talked about it, I was like, <laughs> if you know your daughter has a severe peanut allergy, bring a fucking EpiPen. Like, like why, to the see point that, where, why is there not an EpiPen in the car? 
No, right. That that lead that point. I saw that too, and that leads into the fact that uh, Annie didn't give a shit about Charlie. Like this is a deadly thing that she's apparently eating chocolate out of nowhere, and you don't bring it. Okay. 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 I guess so. Also, I do want yeah, to talk about the one that scene where um where Peter was in school and he's like getting possessed by Paimon, I think. Yeah. Oh, that and he's got his hand fucking... up. Oh, was it really fucked up, Tyler? Because I legitimately was dying of laughter. I laughed after the fact because it was a, like it zooms out to show the whole classroom and then one asshole's filming and I saw it dying. It's like, yep, there's that one guy. You're one here guy you're... on his phone. You're here fucking justifying all the fucked up shit he's laughing at. But whenever I laugh at a scene from under the skin, I'm some kind of psychopath. Yes. I just, because I we both like agree can, with you. Tyler can see the humor in some of these scenes, right? In under the skin, I couldn't see that. There is no humor in that. It's fine, dude. It's fine. I mean, I'm not laughing at the same thing. Fans was laughing at that scene. I was laughing at the fact that the guy videotaping, I mean, uh, filming. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. There's some asshole's going to just pull out his phone. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. All right. All right, rankings. Rankings. Yep. Three. Hereditary. Uh, get out. Yeah, hereditary. It's going to be hereditary for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is one that I'm just, it just didn't connect with me 100% here. However, my next two is a little harder for me to pick. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I said multiple times that it's gonna be my number one, and I love a movie. So yeah, yeah, I know you've, you've, I know you, I know you've like this is like uh, I forgot what I say. Understandable. I can understand again. I can definitely understand like because you're very much someone I find I've seen that find like very much appreciates the how the how well crafted a film is. Yeah, that I've seen to be kind of like your priority, right? And we said part. it. Obviously, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, of the course. Narrative. Like, it's important. To be good I, I, too, I'm, I'm I mean, saying like, yeah. uh, I'm including narrative in the well-craftedness here. Like okay. as a whole package, it needs to be well-crafted, right? Doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it needs to have themes or things that I might particularly value in a film. Um, and this is a movie that, on, on every technical level, is fucking incredibly well-crafted. It's actually, probably perfect. It, it's it, tan- probably the best technical movie this week. Yeah, easily. I, I'd say that yeah. without a hundred, without a single shadow of mm-hmm. a doubt. Here, it's fucking kind of like crazy how well put together it is and how strong the tension is and the fact that the tension never breaks throughout the course of the film like that can't really be understated we've been like kind of bagging on it a little bit here for fun but it cannot be understated the fact that this movie does not give up its tension for shit it does not stop incredibly yeah. impressive directing. consistently your heart feels. Like i mean chris racing. you texted me straight up i don't want to keep watching this it it <laughs> did not want to end i felt so stressed it's stress it's no that's what it does this movie stresses people out it stressed me out because yeah. i was just constantly worried about what i was gonna fucking see next exactly and it's just yeah. like I, I just wanted it to end i kept looking at the time like god just let me get out of here please i don't want this anymore it is a stressful experience i've never thought a movie it. felt too long like in a in, in a, a good, good way. way, yeah, a hundred percent. But that's what that movie. Yeah. That's what Hereditary was. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, that's definitely I mean, the way. Can you see? It. Can you see why Tommy thought? No, not Tommy thought. Tommy had a like panic attack after seeing this movie. Yeah, yes. I can see that. Yeah, hundred percent can. I get. I get that a hundred and ten percent. Yes. Mm. So goddamn stressful. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Two. Uh. Which. Which. This. Is it's harder tough. for me. This one's I think tougher it's for me. I I really think that this one is one of the ones that can change on a dime. I think that because of how much we talked about Get Out, and also just I think because I watched it yesterday and talked about it yesterday. Right now, 
I'm going to put the witch at my number two. But truly think, flip on a dime type of situation. It's tough, but for me, I think the witch just didn't really click. I, I think the way it presents its ending is is the thing that's holding it back a little bit for me. Not to say that I don't think Get Out has his own issues, but uh, I, I think I appreciate it Get Out a lot more this time around. This is not yeah. the list I expected going into this week. Not at all. I did not think Get Out was going to end up taking my number one spot after the first time I watched it. I was so lukewarm yeah, on it. You didn't like it. I did not. I was incredibly lukewarm on Get Out the first time I watched it. Like just just right in the middle. Meh. Uh, and it just feels like this honestly feels like a completely different experience watching it this time. I think definitely looking at it under the lens of Twilight Zone is what did the best for me. Yeah. Because like now I was able to kind of see like, OK, that's why I feel so fucking campy. And I can just accept the fact that it's campy because I understand what it's going for a bit. Um, not what I expected, but, uh, you know, interesting to be here at this point. <laughs> I guess number, number one. one. So, hereditary. Get for, out. Get out. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Once Tyler. again, me and Chris, same rankings. In sync. Mm. In sync. We, nope, that's the D&D joke, and that's staying in D&D. Yeah, staying in D&D. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I again, I'm kind of shocked that for me it's get out. Uh, I did not expect it going into this, but... I, I'm in. I'm. I'm Would definitely. You say that Hereditary had, or like the other two. One of the other two movies has a like the best scene out of the other three. Uh, ooh, that's. I'd have tough. to think. That's tough. I definitely think that either of the other movies has a better scene. If I had to pick individual scenes that I think are the best, maybe the dinner table scene actually in Hereditary. Oh right, we yeah. better touched upon that. Maybe. I really like that. Basically, the mom just Wouldn't... pops the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. The the tension between Peter and Annie are just boiling over, and then she just flips off. And yeah. That whole speech she gives should have won her an Oscar. I I will say that's my she, favorite she, scene. She, like she had two standout fucking performances in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like two like yeah. outstanding performances. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing her scream, "I just want to die," is still the worst thing I've ever heard in a movie. It is. I'm actually gonna change my mind. I'm sorry. This is my you second favorite scene. Nope, I'm changing my mind. It's uh, uh would you like to live deliciously? That whole sequence with, with Yeah, the whole sequence where she's talking to like um Black Philip, but like we don't see him. It's like just pan towards her and then we just see him kind of like come from behind her with his kind of cloak almost in like almost just flowing and his hand on her shoulder. Yeah, that one does it for me. It's just got that yeah. right amount of like fiction vibe, you know? It's not too grounded, but it, it keeps it grounded enough that you're not lost from the film and you can really stay in the moment of it. That's my favorite. That scene might be my. It's my either third or second favorite. But number I think one the is fucking the exorcism scene. scene was fucking crazy. Too. Oh from, god, uh, yeah, that's the witch. The witch. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know if that's harder to watch. That's right up there with the, the, Charlie's head coming off and they're both. Oh my god, Charlie's head coming off. They're both. They're both. It's like really <laughs> hard to watch. Yeah, this is a painful one. <laughs> If you guys want to suffer while you guys watch a horror movie, listen, I got two great fucking choices for you. <laughs> uh, I will say that out of all three directors, I do think uh, Robert Eggers has the best track record so far. Yeah, I I mean, I, I've only I've seen his both his movies, but goddamn if the, re- the direction on his films are fucking immaculate. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say that like right out of these three movies and Lighthouse, Lighthouse blows these three out of the water for me. Like it's not even competition. For me, Hereditary is first done Lighthouse. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fair. I think for me, like, I also, I enjoy a good timepiece, and I enjoy a good kind of, like, 
I guess, uh, exaggerated fiction type timepiece, you know, it's not like, you know, oh, here's life at X, Y, and Z. It's like, here's life at X, Y, Z, and there's a fucking witch or a weird or whatever the fuck is happening in Lighthouse. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think his films have very much hit a good chord with me. Um, I've really enjoyed both of his films so far, like by a lot. So God, I mean, what's he doing next, Tyler? Northman. What's that about? It's a Viking. Viking. Oh. So it's another, yeah. I'm going to fucking love it. I'm going to. Defoe's I, I, what, in it too, so. Defoe plays a Viking? He's in Does it. Does Defoe play a Viking? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's Defoe. It's the guy who plays uh, Pennywise. Oh, fuck. Uh, really? Yeah. Bjork and yeah. like a dozen other people. Ethan Hawke's in it too, I think. I. I mean, I, I want to watch that movie in theaters. I didn't get to watch Lighthouse in theaters. I need to watch that film in theaters. I am so fucking excited for that now. That has to be my most look forward for like horror film of the of the next year. Holy shit! I mean, next year we got Peter's next movie. Is Green uh, is Green is a uh, is the Green Knight a horror film? No, that's based off the Green Knight. The Sir Green yeah, Knight that 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 depending it's on how you want to interpret it, Green Knight. Now, listen, the way if you want to, how you want to interpret that story, it could be a horror. <laughs> uh, I mean, I barely saw the trailer, but I don't think it's a horror movie. Let me check. Uh, it says fantasy adventure, so maybe not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I, I thought I thought movie, maybe it was. Yeah, and then Arias's next movie with Joaquin Phoenix, I don't think is a horror movie, so that'll be weird. All right. Either way. Well, granted, granted, uh, Arias described Midsummer as a breakup movie, and it's fucking disturbing as hell. So it, that could mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't trust this man for shit holy fuck no, no thank you, you guys all so much for listening if you guys need uh, a good dose of something to absolutely terrify you we got some fucking options for you that'll really get your ball your your bone shaken yep. um you know you're just you're gonna have to really struggle to get your head Especially out of, these out of your head or the witch they're both yeah. fucking horrifying you're not gonna get those images out of your head um you can't do I that joke a third time i hate you you did it like seven too times many so. That's no, whatever you're about to say. All right, on that note, Tyler, hit us with the outro. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, do your <laughs> thing, please. Just cut me off. I'm running out of head jokes. Uh, God damn you. <laughs> um, what do we got? Shoutouts, Pilot G. Uh, I think he still hasn't released anything since a few weeks ago. But, you know, if you haven't already, check him out. Uh, Movie Complex channel, check her out. Her last two things were... Uh, the Netflix the, the Netflix movie uh, Sea Spiracy. I don't know why I couldn't say that. And Wrath of Man, the Jason Statham movie. Uh, yeah, check those out. See if you're into the, either of those movies. Follow us on Twitter, 321Binge. Rate, review us. Share this with your friends if they love horror movies or if they love the, either, any of these movies because we talked to any of them. Uh, what else we got? I and Tyler, I think you've done a great job. Yeah, I think you've done a great job of begging to the masses for us. He, you, you just—he's got the voice stop for saying it. that. <laughs> that one wasn't that you bad. It, that one wasn't that bad. Come you on, just said great job. You could have just said great job. Just cut it there. Beg, begging to the masses sounds fine. Anyways, not really. <laughs> I don't see the problem with it. What? What? Why can't you just stop at the good job part, man? Because. What's you want to make it weird because you want to make it weird. What's the point if it's not awkward? Thank you so much for watching, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next week where we talk about cars. What? That's, good night. That's good night. Yep. That's not good okay. night. Next week. Cars. Good night, everybody. <laughs>